What is up, everyone? TGI Wed Show! We got a lot of great topics for you guys today, which really sucks because we're starting super late. It's really late. <laughs> Intel has nuked their Nook division. That's right. They are no longer going to be making their cute little PCs. Also, in other news, Apple claims uh, not impossible, but certainly implausible satisfaction rate among their customers that um, doesn't really jive with third-party measurements of iPhone Just satisfaction. Reality. Doesn't prevent Apple from telling their investors about it, though, so uh, we'll be talking about that. What else we got today? Yeah. Chinese hackers get into government emails through Microsoft Azure, and Amazon wants you to pick on someone your own size, because Amazon's small, and you need to leave them alone. No, they didn't say they were small. They Think said they're... Things are hard for you small, your Amazon company. Not a very large online platform. Don't bully us. We're small. Yes, we know we're late. We had to make a gaming minivan. <laughs> it's important. I'm taking the kids away this weekend. And also, we had to finish the video. It is so sick. I think you're actually going to have a hard time getting them out of the van. Yeah. Like, especially if they're in the middle of a game. You can't. You turn it off, the batteries keep running. Well, the thing is that <laughs> I had kind of a vision for this. I thought that the middle row seats would have one, maybe two cloned displays. Okay. And there would be one system. So it'd be like a co-op. And everyone, you know, you could play It Takes Two or you could play split screen or something like that. Mm. But that was about it. Yeah. Instead, we got four discrete systems. Just cranked to the max. Monitors in seats one, three, blah, blah, four, and six in the back. Or whatever that works out to. Yeah. No, no, like a one, two would be in the front. So, so three, five, oh. six, and eight. Yeah. There you go. Four monitors, uh, each with its own dedicated keyboard and trackpad thing, as well as controller. Uh, the team outdid themselves. It's actually sick. We told the Creator Super Warehouse cool. team that, hey, we need some engineering grunt for some projects for the next little bit. And boy, did they ever grunt. It's an amazing project. It's going to be worth the wait. I think the first part of that series came out like six months ago. The result is actually amazing, though. Anyway, it's, that's... It's, it's actually awesome. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about Apple claiming utterly implausible customer satisfaction. The original source here is from perfectrec.com, a site that I actually wasn't aware of, but... Um, they kind of you you just click on a category and then you enter what you care about and they like recommend a phone oh. or a laptop or a TV sort of based on if you say camera quality or battery life or cost is the most important factor for you anyway kind of cool site and uh Mr. Nowinski here actually wrote up a pretty good article I read this a little bit earlier and outlines how Apple's claim that they have a 99% satisfaction rate among iPhone customers raises a lot of questions. So in a May earnings call, Apple claimed a 99% satisfaction rate for the iPhone 14. And this was according to a third-party research firm. But here's the thing. 
Apple has made a similar claim in every single earnings call for the past seven years. Even going as far as to when they had changed the executive who was delivering the line using the exact same wording at one point. But the problem is that 99% is higher than the number of people who claim to like ice cream or dogs. Okay, dogs, fine, whatever, but... Yeah, there's some, there's some, I love dogs. There's some stuff going on with dogs, though, but ice cream, like, wow. According to... You got some lactose intolerant people. According to economist Joe Golden, even if every single person actually loved their iPhone, it would still be nearly impossible to find near unanimous satisfaction using traditional survey methods. A few percent of people just won't understand the question or will give the wrong response by mistake. Or on purpose, just to be a jerk. That's totally a thing. What's curious is that looking at independent research, Apple does receive an extremely high satisfaction rate at about um, 80, 80% or so, but it's still way lower than what they're claiming and about on par with the satisfaction rate of a Google phone or a Samsung phone. Uh, furthermore, 6% of users rate the various iPhone 14 models one star on Google, so clearly there's a bit of a disconnect here. This isn't in our notes, unfortunately, but if you dig into the article over on Perfect Rec a little bit further, it is the exact same firm that Apple hires every single quarter to conduct this research for them. They're really happy with the results. <laughs> Don't fix what ain't broken, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that if what I wanted was to tell my investors about the 99% satisfaction rate with my product, if I had a pollster that was going to give me that satisfaction rate every single time, then I, I, I guess I would probably go with that, right? So the, here's a couple other examples from the article. This is amazing. Um, even Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad only managed 95% approval in the last election, which was condemned by the UN for being undemocratic. <laughs> um, let me see if we can. Uh, let me see if we can go. Let me see if I can find what the name is of the of the the pollster. Um, other companies who brag about satisfaction cite much lower numbers. That's uh, that's key. Uh, okay, 451 Research. 451 Research. And 451 Research apparently just... Um, here we go. Hold on. There's a, there's a little bit here where they outline... Oh, yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Okay, here we go. Apple, by contrast, has claimed near universal approval in every investor's call for the last half a decade. And the latest survey of U.S. consumers from 451 Research indicates blah, 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 98%. Okay, so they were, they were a little down in Q4 2022. 98%. Uh, here we go. 98%. 99%. 98%. These are, these are shockingly high numbers, and they use the exact same 451 Research every single time. So who is 451 Research? I'm looking into that. So here it is. The findings are based 
on, so this is from a 2018 press release from 451 Research. Neither Apple nor 451 Research responded to Perfect Rec's questions. Uh, but they said about this particular one, the findings are based on a December 14th to January 22nd survey of 3,568 primarily North American consumers from 451 Research's User Insight Service. From Voice of the Connected User, oh, from their User Insight Service, Voice of the Connected User Landscape, and its leading indicator panel of 25,000 accredited business and technology professionals whose application for inclusion identifies them as having a high wallet share being used for personal technologies and a high readiness to try new products and services. So they're polling only business and technology professionals who spend a ton of money on tech and love trying new products and services. Do you like tech? Yes. Do you like spending a lot of money on tech? Yes. Do you That's like it when the tech is getting. immature? Yes. Do you like the iPhone? Yeah! yeah! Survey passed. We got people talking about how this topic is boring. No, this topic is a big deal because when you say things like we have 98% customer satisfaction to your investors and it's based on obviously flawed polling data from a company that you pay to use obviously flawed polling data, that's actually a huge deal. You yeah. actually can't you do that. This. No, it's not boring. You probably are just kind of sitting there going this seems boring oh but wait that's why this is a huge deal um absolutely brutal i mean i'm not saying the iphone is bad by any stretch of the imagination i have personally recommended iphones to plenty of people but there's no way that they have 98 to 99 percent satisfaction absolutely ridiculous all right, why don't we move on to our next topic here. Intel nukes nooks? Intel nukes nooks? Yeah. I mean, what's a bigger question? Why is Intel nuking the nooks? Or why was Intel making nooks for so long? <laughs> I was going to say, are you surprised? I'm a little surprised. I'm a little in, surprised they killed it at this point. Yeah, I mean, they've been... Yeah. When did they launch the first Nook? It was, it was over 10 years ago, wasn't it? Intel Nook. I'm pretty sure I covered this on NCIX Tech Tips. Yes. I'm pretty sure, because I'm pretty sure I was there. Intel's Nook. Next unit of computing. January of 2013. This was over 10 years ago. Look at this guy. Ridiculous. <laughs> Eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is... Sorry, when was... What was you? Yeah, so I did this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This probably would have been shot by you. Yeah, because uh, they launched it around that time, right? Yeah, right? And I always got it from a... Like a... a, a from, from a conceptual standpoint. It's pretty cool. They're really small. They're energy efficient. You can kind of mount them anywhere, back of a monitor, in a drawer. Um, Makes sense for a lot of like business applications. Under a desk, whatever. Yeah. But the issue is that they use mobile hardware. And depending on the SKU, Intel did or, or didn't deliver that at a reasonable price in the Nook. And so the pricing often just didn't really make a ton of sense. 
sometimes it did, and they actually had a couple really cool products over the years. I forget which canyon it was, Hades, Devils, whatever, I don't know, I don't remember anymore, but they did that cool one where they collaborated with AMD and used an AMD GPU oh, yeah. and yeah, an Intel yeah. CPU, and it was super skinny, and it had Thunderbolt, so you could use an external GPU if you really wanted to, so you could like upgrade its capabilities down the road. Yeah, remember that. But then I'm looking at it going, who has room for a desktop for which the largest component is the monitor and doesn't have room for a computer? Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's nobody. There are certainly people who wanted a, a really small computer. But the gaming nooks in particular, I'm looking at going, who is the audience for this? Where people want to spend that much more to have it realistically not that much smaller. And I shouldn't say not that much smaller because by volume, they were often a lot smaller than what you could build for yourself. The issue is that does the volume matter? Or does the footprint matter? Like, is this actually bigger on the desk than this? Like, which, what's bigger? Okay, here, you guys can't see this. Like, what's, what takes up more space? My phone or this water bottle? <laughs> right? And so I just am, um, I always just found it... Not confusing why they existed. They seemed kind of cool, and Intel had the capability to build them, and they were often surprisingly performant for how small they were. But I didn't understand why anyone bought them, other than the budget ones for, like you said, commercial business. use. Yeah, I understood for commercial use the whole time, and yeah, I never, never understood anything outside of that. I have to. I want to bring us back for a quick second to the previous topic, just for a moment, just to show us. Uh, this is this is the the research groups, whatever they're for, whatever their URL is not the same thing, uh, four five one or yep. whatever that was. Um, this is on their website about their own service. Their own service has a ninety eight percent customer service satisfaction rate. <laughs> AJ Tech 369 in Floatplane Chat found that, and I just think that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, if all I wanted was for someone to tell me how great I am, and yeah. all I have to do is give them money and they'll tell me how great I am, I guess I'd be pretty satisfied. Yeah, that's on the uh, About Us page of their market intelligence service. So I, I think they're just telling you what percentage you're going to get, basically. Like, this is it. This is what you get. And also, we pulled the Floatplane audience, and 89% of Floatplane users are satisfied with Floatplane. Excellent. Cool. Um, there's a few comments in the Floatplane chat about what people were using Nooks for. Okay. Um, Uni says, it was never a desktop replacement for me. It was always like a, more of an energy-efficient home server. Okay, I, I could see that. from For certain things, sure. Energy efficiency standpoint. Um his main benefit was his size, though, really. It's yeah. the whole new unit of computing, right? Like, it was... The whole point was... From Intel's perspective, they did talk about the efficiency a lot, though. And yeah. a big part of what made it able to be so small was you didn't need a bulky cooler. Yeah, true. Um, true. Another really good comment from Chronified for truckers, where every cubic centimeter counts. The gaming nook was amazing with a wall-mounted display and a lapdog. So lapdog was an old Corsair product that yeah. was like a keyboard and mouse that you could... Or maybe they still make it. I'm actually not sure. Um, Micah Fo Folkt. I'm going to go with folked. 
Uh, says we use them on the manufacturing floor. The low power ones are great since we just need to run one app. Yeah. Yeah, but business sure. again, though. We buy a lot to put on drones and robots. So it sounds like basically Intel is not that interested in being in the commercial, like cheap, disposable commercial PC business. Because from a consumer standpoint, yeah, even the trucking one is only almost a consumer use case. Like if you were to tell right. me, yeah. "Hey, I need something to put in the in the cabin of my uh, of my excavator." Your your long hauler. Well, no, I just even something else. Like I, I am only well, no, operating. I'm operating the, in a professional capacity right, right but now. But that's not that's not necessarily true for truckers because truckers are potentially going to sleep in there. Oh no, I know. Yeah, but they're not going to sleep in your. Well, I don't. But the only reason they're yeah. equipping their truck with this thing is because it's a commercial vehicle that yes. they need to spend personal time in. Yeah. So I would say that that's in between an actual personal use and a commercial use. And Intel NUCs are not the only computers of that size. No. Right? Yeah. No, not so at all. So it's not like uh, if any if anybody's watching who like uses these things to a certain degree, it's not like you have lost your options. Like what happened to Gigabyte Bricks? Okay, this is still a thing apparently. Are these are these based on current like reasonably new are these based on new specs or like yeah, this this says new uh Ryzen 7000. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and these are very small. And the base amountable. And they're Ryzen, so they're probably more efficient than the Intel one. Hey, but, hey, got em. Got em. Um yeah, so it's not like you won't still have options. Yeah. Intel is just kind of not is is not interested in continuing to to deal with this. Uh, they will support their ecosystem partners to continue Nook innovation and growth. They say, yeah, totally. and they will still fulfill existing orders and continue support for existing Nook systems. Um, overall, Intel this seems to be part of a trend of Intel offloading side businesses in an attempt to focus on more profitable. Uh, endeavors. Uh, just three months ago, they also stopped selling servers, handing the business over to MyTag. Uh, there was an open niche for relatively powerful, compact, and customizable computers back when Intel launched the Nook back in 2013, but it's since become far more competitive, and some observers have criticized Intel for having made the Nook unnecessarily difficult to buy, forcing users to buy from B2B resellers, often at a high markup. So our discussion questions are, why did the Nook line fail? And I think the answer is just that it, Intel, in order to appease their investors, has to make more margin than makes sense in such a competitive category. And I also just don't really see what they were contributing for the typical consumer, for a business user, for niche use cases. Absolutely, they were super cool. But one of the reasons we stopped making videos about them a while back is that interest in them plummeted to the point where we just couldn't really get views on videos about them no matter what we titled it no matter what we put in the thumbnail uh, i also think that this last couple of generations was already feeling like a bit of a last hurrah you know where they weren't really that small anymore <laughs> yeah like the last the last that's been the weirdest thing for me is they go into the performance nooks and then they just get almost as big as a small form factor pc and it's like nah. yeah the most bizarre one to me is that one where it's a module that has the ram uh nvme storage cpu socket and cooler on it and then you you like slot it into a case or you slot it into yeah. uh into a system and the idea was that you would just like swap in and swap out the whole thing so it's like an upgradable system for people who don't know how to build a computer but i'm looking at it going 
really? Is there an appetite for people who want to upgrade their computer, but they, they're not willing to handle a CPU socket or a, or a RAM slot, but, they, but they're willing to do you know, this whole ordeal? And apparently there wasn't. Um, apparently it just didn't make sense. And the, the bigger issue was the price. Yeah. It was not just, if, if it had been competitive with desktop hardware. Sure. Yeah. I, th I think, I think there's a conversation to be had there, but it was laptop hardware and it was priced like laptop hardware. And I'm sitting here going, if I'm going to pay for a laptop, then I want a f***ing laptop. I don't want a desktop. Give then. me a screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the screen cost? Like another 30, 40 bucks? Fine. Tack it on there. And then I'll I'd throw a battery in it. What's that? Another 30, 40 bucks too? I mean, I'm already spending way too much money. I might as well yeah. just have something I can take with me. <clears throat> if those were optional add-ons in like the configurator as you were checking out, they would be selected like every time. So it's like if it's at that point, what's what's the point? Uh, but yeah, anyways, next topic. No, I think what we should really do is oh. give people as much time as possible to take advantage of a pretty stupid promo that Lime Day Nick and I talked about before the uh, before the show. Oh, so first, let's give you guys a quick explanation of merch messages. Uh, the way to interact with the show is not through Super Chats, not through Twitch bits, it's through merch messages. The best thing about merch messages is that unlike those other things where you just kind of throw your money at the screen, you get to throw your money at the screen. You can leave a message in the bottom. Dan curates these down here, or he replies to some of them via text, or some of them he puts into a list for Luke and I to talk about. Um, but that's not the main benefit. The main benefit is that even if we don't respond to your merch message, you will still get your order in the mail. High quality products like the backpack that Lewis just picked up or the mystery sweatpants that Nathaniel B has taken home. Uh, you'll still get your product in the mail, and I... I 98% of our customers love them, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, no, it's not that high, but that, again, that's not realistic. We actually do have really good, good satisfaction rates, though. Yeah. You can check out our reviews. We do, not, we do not filter those other than just removing obvious spam. Anyway, the point is, in the cart, you can leave a merch message. There will be a box there anytime we're live, and it'll go through to producer Dan. And you're probably going to want to do that because our Lime Day deals are still live. So we have heavy discounts on our mystery hoodie, mystery sweatpants, and retro polar fleece. Also, uh, okay, Nick says we accidentally left our discount live on the mystery plaid flannel. So that was supposed to be a yesterday deal. Um, we're going to have to talk about that later. Anyway, that is still live. Um, and for our WAN Show Faithful, for you the people that waited hours for the show to go live we are offering a free shipping deal we hear you in the subreddit okay yeah, yeah. it's been a lot of people complaining about shipping there's nothing i can do about it other than lose a lot of money we're offering a free shipping deal on orders of 150 dollars or more the discount code is high reddit all lowercase <laughs> H-I-R-E-D-T-R-E-D-D-I-T. Don't take this as training. <laughs> Enter it at checkout for free shipping on any order of $150 or more. If you pick up a mystery hoodie, mystery sweatpants, and retro polar fleece, okay, or mystery plaid flannel, for the love of God, please buy something we're actually making money on too. Get a screwdriver or a desk pad or a water bottle or something, please. <laughs> because otherwise... 
<laughs> We're eating it here. Um, I think the plan is to... Well, okay. I think the plan was to leave this live till midnight. I no longer know what the plan is because that's only two hours and the show will be over and we will already be turning off the dis the discount code. Uh, let me just call Nick. Maybe hopefully he's still up and uh, and see what the plan is now. We should give you guys at least a little bit of time. Hi. Uh, how hey, long are we leaving the how long are we leaving the free shipping code live since we only started the WAN show like half an hour ago? Um, I mean, it's only supposed to be while the show is live, but we could leave it live for like a few more hours after that if you want. Okay. Um, like 4 uh, a.m. Nick. Oh my God, you're uh, okay. <sighs> Nick. I don't like you. Luke says hi. Why? What did he do? No, he's not talking no, to me. He's talking to you. I don't like you. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. We're not gonna make any money. I know, but no, no, I know, I know, I know. It's his K. It's his KPIs. He's worried about. Okay, uh, three a.m. Three a.m. Then. That gives them five hours. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Good chat. Okay. Wait, okay. Nick. Nick. Wait. 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 Oh, well, hold on. Okay. Uh, this. Yeah, this. Okay. I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want me to say it, but oh. this is still live. Oh. Specifically for that exact size. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the Northern Lights desk pads is still live. Is that supposed to be? Um... Oh, I'll take a look. It probably needs correction. But... Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe turn that off. We're eating it hard enough right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Right. Bye. <laughs> Free shipping on a ten dollar mouse pad. <laughs> Amazing. Anywho, <laughs> um, yeah. So you got five hours. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, there's going to be a few merch messages tonight, Dan. How are your uh, How are your fingers feeling? They yeah. warmed up. Yeah, they're they're warmed up. They're ready to go. Um, we actually, if you want to read a couple, we actually have um, a surprise. I think somebody sent something in. Um, we have a surprise. I don't know if we're supposed to pull that out now, but oh, not yet. I don't think. I say, oh, do you know about this, Luke? Yeah. What? Okay. Well, Later then. You can't. No, you can't tell me that and Later. then not show me the Goodbye. surprise. Well, you got to finish talking about merch messages. I'm done talking about merch messages. We got to do three of them then. All right, fine. It's yeah. two of them. None, neither of you can read. I rewrote the sign. Why did you rewrite it? Because I got yelled at last week. It's supposed to be three. And three is later. Two is now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to scream. Oh, three is the mid-show one? Yeah. All right. There you go. Why is okay. that different? I don't know. Uh, all right. Merch messages. Merch messages. I've been watching since I was in high school, and now I'm a 30-year-old, done law school, and I work as a senior prosecutor locking criminals up in Australia. How does it feel to be a big part of lives like mine? Super cool. I mean, I uh, those are some of my favorite messages to get, uh, especially when people are achieving something that I couldn't possibly hope to achieve. <laughs> I sucked at school. So when someone emails me or, you know, DMs me on the forum or, you know, I just come across a post on Reddit or the forum or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I, I started watching LTT when I was 13 and I just graduated with a, you know, computer science degree and blah, blah, blah. It was all because like they inspired me to get into tech. I'm like, that is that is so cool because uh, I don't think I could do that. So. Uh, I mean, th but that's the way that I have framed our mission internally for a lot of years now. Our job isn't to 
teach you how to engineer a CPU or whatever. Our job is to go around and just light little fires, you know, just just start sparks of, of passion and excitement for technology in in people. And if that ultimately, you know, turns into a bonfire here and fizzles out there and fizzles out there and fizzles out there, but 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 burns brightly over here. I mean, hey, I consider that a huge success. So love it. Uh, absolutely love it. That's all I can really say about it. Okay, let's see. Conrad in, in Flowplane Chat said, I started watching LTT in high school and now I work for LTT. That's a path. That works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's one way to do it. <laughs> I feel seen. Uh, okay. Hey, Luke and Linus, do you know what happened to so, the CPUs with FPGAs? I remember some years ago seeing headlines about Intel creating one, but never heard its actual release or deployment no i remember i'm pretty sure we talked about that on my show but uh doesn't i'm trying to remember doesn't intel have an fpga division isn't it um yeah intel fpga products uh altera soc fpga devices yeah was a manufacturer was founded and acquired by yeah it was acquired by intel in 2015 yeah intel owns altera so Intel does kind of make FPGAs, which are super cool. We actually have a really great video coming on FPGAs, uh, kind of mocking the Iran announcement of their quantum chip. So we, we got their quantum chip. We bought it on eBay. And then the, the video opens with like a mock press conference, me announcing Linus Media Group's quantum chip <laughs> we're going to use to design the dankest merch. Uh, Anyway, uh, so we, we get into what FPGAs are for, what that particular board is for, how it is not quantum in any way, shape, or form, but how FPGAs are super sick and can be used for all kinds of amazing, amazing applications. Uh, for example, you can, you can recreate the Super Nintendo using an FPGA, like the actual hardware, so that if you run software on it, you're not emulating. You are, you're basically running it on a Super Nintendo. Just super cool. And as FPGAs get even more powerful, uh, we're, we're only going to see their capabilities increase. So yeah, definitely super cool. But um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what your question is about what happened to Intel FPGAs because... Um, I think it was like a CPU that had FPGA capability built into it or something. I don't remember the article but yeah i see a little bit of discussion about it in the chat just so you know the advantage of them is the flexibility not the performance you would never want the cpu of your general purpose computer to be an fpga it would be grossly underpowered compared to what could be built as an asic i, I believe like analog uses them the the like yep. really high end yeah, yeah yeah so like there's there's really really cool use cases for them by cool companies like analog but, but that's a big part of why those devices are so expensive because yes. FPGAs for their performance cost a freaking lot of money uh, the only time they make sense at, in a commercial product is when the volumes are too low to justify producing an ASIC like a, a fixed function 
silicon device. Like I suspect, I never actually verified it, but I suspect that Apple's accelerator card for the old Intel Mac Pro was probably FPGA based. That's probably why it cost $5,000 because yeah. they knew they were going to sell so few of them that it made absolutely no sense to spin custom silicon for this thing uh, when they could just sell it to the professionals that need it at $5,000 or whatever they charged for it. Uh, same with like Red's Red Rocket cards back in the day. I'm, again, yeah. I'm like 99% sure that those were FPGAs. There's no way that even if the price was half or a quarter, right? There's no way that they would sell enough more of them to justify the upfront cost of designing an ASIC. All right. Uh, maybe give us one more, Dan. Sure, sure. Uh, let's see. I was watching episode 10 of Disney's Tailspin, 1990. The last line right. spoken was, same danger time, same danger channel. And that seemed familiar. They ripped us off? Um, we are both parodying the 1970s Batman series with Adam West, where uh, at the end, it's like, see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. It was, it's bat. And then I just say same. I, I started saying same bad time just because the show is always late. Yeah, you, I you, think you did used to say bat. Did I? At one point in time, you said bat. Oh, I, I, maybe I guess I just You might have like cute. gone back and forth for a bit or something. I remember thinking bad was because we were never on time. That was bad time. And then bad channel was just like self, self mockery. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why not? Haha, like when, when show, who could enjoy when show anyway? Um, you know, we'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, 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 we a talked about this before the weekend. Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Like, I think I, I think I do actually finally get it now. And if I didn't host Wan Show, I think I would understand watching Wan Show. Just but as the host of Wan Show, I do find Wan Show very hard to watch because, like, if I need to know Luke's take on something, I can just think about it Guess for a it. second. Yeah, I don't <laughs> don't really have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> All right, why don't we jump into our next topic? What do you want to talk about? We've actually got a ton of great stuff to talk about today that isn't Let's even stuff that we uh, that we highlighted at the beginning of the show. Uh, I'm going to add a topic and okay. combine it into one that we already have and then talk about both of them at the same time. I see. Cool. Uh, Chinese hackers get into government emails through Microsoft Azure. Okay, I saw that you added this as a main topic. And I was like, really? A main topic? Well, the only reason why I wanted it sure. to be main uh, was just because I want to continue keeping stuff like this top of mind for people. Oh, okay. Because something else that happened this week, now to insert the other topic, mm. um, is... Uh, so does this count as two topics? Or is this one topic? Is it one and a half topics? I'm just maybe one Dan's and a half sign topics. says two more topics. Oh, I see. Let's, so I'm, I think one. This is one. I think one. Okay. So one fat topic, Skyblivion. I'm pretty sure I've talked about that on this show before. Yes, you have. Oblivion built into Skyrim with massive high res uh, assets and and custom voice acting and all Super this cool. amazing, From amazing everything stuff. Everything I've heard about it, but I feel like I'm about to get some bad news. The main person running it, as far as my understanding goes, uh oh, their Discord, uh oh, got taken over the same way that our YouTube channel got taken over. Session hijack. Yep, and. 
that person got access to, as far as my understanding goes, the like more public discussion Discord and also the developer and working Discord and just started wrecking havoc. Um, they were sent a file, as they are many times a day, by someone on their team. We don't believe, well, I don't believe, sorry, I shouldn't say we, because I'm in only very light communication with this person. Uh, I don't believe it's like an inside job situation. He said right. something along the lines of like, he thinks their account also got session hijacked. Okay. And then that person used theirs to session hijack the last one. Yeah. Took quite a long time um, to get resolved. I think it was like over a day and a half. Um, so they had a very long time to just wreck things. Yeah. Um, and that's brutal. So be very careful because not only can... We have our channel get hacked, but the government of America can get hacked. And also, really cool, I can't imagine a single reason why anyone would want to damage it, volunteer project can get hacked. Yeah. So, like... Don't imagine that just because, you know, you're cool and no one should hate you, that someone will come someone, in and wreck your stuff. Yeah. People do things for... Ununderstandable reasons. Uh, but anyways, back to the actual core topic, I guess. According to Microsoft, Chinese state-affiliated hackers exploited Microsoft's Azure cloud services to access the email accounts of around 25 organizations, including European and American government agencies. The Yikes. hackers got a hold of a Microsoft consumer signing key through unknown means and used it to forge digital authentication tokens to access Outlook accounts uh, through a security flaw in Microsoft's validation system. This somehow allowed the hackers to access the email accounts of Microsoft's enterprise Azure service clients. The hack first occurred mid-May. Unusual activity was noticed by an unspecified U.S. government agency. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, on June 16th, the government then informed Microsoft. A spokesperson for China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs did deny the attack, but accused the U.S. of being the world's biggest hacking empire. Microsoft announced two other similar hacks earlier this week, one where its validation procedure was manipulated to digitally sign dozens of pieces of software, and one where Russian criminals exploited a previously unknown vulnerability in its office program. Discussion. How do these kinds of major oversights happen? Is there a danger of over-centralization when large corporations like Microsoft host data for so many different world governments? I mean, yeah. Yes. The answer is uh, is is yes. That is that is a huge danger. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we actually talked about this with the pornographic um, site that was uh, required by I think Louisiana. I don't know. It was oh yeah, some some, state. Amer some yeah. American state was yeah. requiring people to uh, verify their identity in order to access the pornographic material on the site, and we we had talked about how that is not a good solution because all you're doing is creating a gigantic honeypot and the more entities online that are collecting this like highly highly dangerous uh like just high risk data um i forget how i started the sentence the point is honeypots yeah that's that's basically all they turn into and the more of these you have the more surface area you have to be attacked via like it's we've talked about this before but like the amount of 
ease of use and scalability and functionality and cost savings and all this kind of stuff that can be gained by certain things being more digitized, think like power infrastructure and other things like that, is immense. But when you do that type of stuff, you open yourself up for these types of attacks. Um, and I think, if anything, this type of stuff is just going to keep ramping up over time. I don't think it's going to slow down at all. Um, there, One of the discussion questions was, how do these kind of major oversights happen? It's just bugs, man. It's just zero days. They're in everything. Like th This is why for so long we've talked about how you should treat nothing as actually being secure. Because it isn't. Like... Especially with how everything is so reliant on everything else all the time. Like, your, your, your setup might be quite secure, and then something that relies on updates, and it's like, well, maybe it's not anymore. And now you have to reevaluate, and like the, the chance you're always going to be perfect all the time is basically zero. So you're saying that I need more developers. Yeah. And you want a bigger team. We are actually hiring more people. <laughs> if you go to linusmediagroup.com slash jobs, we are looking for two front-end developers for Flowplane right now. There's also a back-end posting there. I'm not taking it down because it's in like a tenuous position. It might be done, and if it is done, I want the resume. I'm a little stressed right now. Um, normally, you know, we get a few dots in Europe. <laughs> oh, no. You guys did free global shipping? <laughs> so that's why the spelling's been so weird. There's so many merch messages. The dots in Europe are just everywhere. I, yeah, I don't think you guys can see this. There's yeah, they're so two many. Similar colors. But like almost all of Germany is lit up. Uh, literally over half of the UK we have is, is blue. This is what happens when you start so late. Freaking Iceland. Oh, let's go. I don't remember the last Ooh. time we shipped anything to Iceland. India. I almost never see a dot in India. There's like a 10 right now. Also, oh, no, Australia. Is Australia just fully blue or oh, what's going on there? No, it's, but there's lots. Uh, it doesn't help that the show is so late. So we probably have a disproportionate oh number of Australians and Europeans <laughs> watching. Yeah, it's like uh, it's just starting in the morning there. So a lot of people are thanking me for this is like the first time I've ever had caught a WAN show live. Okay. My fingers hurt. Oh, um, man. Cool. Someone in full plane chat buy buy shipping company stocks. <laughs> it's not permanent. Yeah, no, no. This is definitely oh my god, look at the incomings. <laughs> oh my god, we're getting a merch message every like 11 seconds. I can't, uh, yeah. That's uh, not our record. Um, yeah, but we didn't even launch a product, Luke. <gasps> we didn't launch anything. <sighs> it's been it's been 40 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, anywho. <laughs> cool. Wait. Is it going <gasps> to hold up, Conrad? It feels like it is so far. Okay, I me. think I know what the thing you guys wanted to show me was. Oh, it's I'm going to do sponsor spots first, but I, I am very excited. Let's get to the sponsor spots. Okay. Thanks to Notion for sponsoring today's show. Notion recently launched Notion AI, a new tool that seamlessly integrates with Notion and understands the context of your work. Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and accomplish tasks that usually would take hours in just seconds. Regardless of what you're working on, Notion AI allows you to skip to the most critical parts. Sven on the business team utilizes Notion AI to create more imaginative talking points and summarize lengthy meeting notes into a comprehensive list. To use Notion AI, choose your text, click Ask AI, and see your productivity soar. 
Try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com slash WAN. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com slash WAN, to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. So try Notion AI for free right now at Notion.com slash WAN. Thanks to Drio for sponsoring the show. Summer's in full swing and man, it's getting hot. It might be time to upgrade your fan game with Drio. Drio produces high quality tower fans that are powerful while being reasonably quiet. With support for Alexa and Google Home, most of Drio's cooling solutions have smart Wi-Fi support, meaning you have control over your device anywhere you are. From vacuums to air fryers, Drio has an appliance for every part of the house. Check out Drio and their products at lmg.gg slash Drio. That's lmg.gg slash D-R-E-O. To say that we are finished round one of Secret Shopping, our sponsors. Do you know about this? Have no. you heard about this? No. I was inspired by secret shopping PC building companies, some of whom we've worked with over the years in a, in a sponsorship capacity. And I was thinking, you know, okay, you know, there's really, there's really good ways that we have already to hold our sponsors accountable, like the sponsor feedback um, thread in the forum. Um, we also, you know, just take your messages seriously in general, be they on the LTT forum or Reddit or social media or wherever else. It's just the, the best way to make sure we see them is on the forum in the designated place. But, you know, we do try to keep an eye out. But, you know, we can't, um, we can't verify a lot of the time an experience that a, a third party has had. So I was thinking, why don't we have our own experiences? And why don't we publish them? Why don't we secret shop our sponsors? It seems like just a win-win. It's compelling content. I think that it's really good for our sponsors to get this professionally documented feedback yeah, about yeah. their processes, assuming that they actually care about customer satisfaction. They should want to see this as opposed to you know try to sweep it under the rug. And I think it's a huge benefit to the community because from my point of view, trust is everything, right? And so if you guys know that we are doing our due diligence to keep our sponsors accountable and make sure that they're operating with integrity, well then, hey, that makes it so that you know you can trust our sponsors which means that there could be more value for sponsors investing in marketing with our company and everything everything is just better. So it seems like one of those win 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 wins and can we're going to see how it goes. Can you spill some some potential sure. tea? I fix it is one of them. Ah, we had some issues. Oh. But they resolved them. I mean that's good. And with the sponsors, the least, not bad. With the sponsors that we didn't have issues with, we fabricated issues. Ah, because really that was part no, of that's it. That's right? good. Yeah. I don't want to know. You know, is the product any good? I don't need to order a Ridge wallet to know it is what they say it is. I, I you know, I hold one up to you guys every six weeks or however yeah. often Ridge sponsors the Lancho, right? Like I don't need that. I don't. I've used the iFixit kit. What I want to know is, are they operating with integrity? And so. Is it high integrity for us to pretend there's an issue and waste their money? I think if it's for the greater good, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's bad. I think I think from that's it, bad if everyone does it. Yes, but if it's from a if we're doing it in a in a journalistic manner, then yeah, I, yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, I I'm very I'm very excited for you guys to see round one of this. And if the community response is really positive, I am very excited to do a lot more of this. And I already told the team, hey, next time around, maybe we don't just limit it to our own sponsors. 
maybe we look at some of the really big sponsors on YouTube that you guys see, you know, plastered all over your feed and we can start to, you know, start to act as a bit of a, a, a check, you know, yeah. making sure that things are operating the way that they're supposed to be operating. CoffeeZilla can make sure they're not a scam. We can make sure they have good customer support. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I don't know exactly when it's coming out, but the reason that I'm able to talk about it now is that we have already settled um, all of our open tickets with all of these companies. So everything is all wrapped up in a tidy little bow. It's shot. It's just waiting for the editors. And no, I am not doing three merch messages, Dan. I refuse because Get owned. I haven't done our third sponsor spot yet. Yeah, I know. It's the next topic. You got to put the card back up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to put the card back up. Yeah, there you go. I'll just hold it until <laughs> nice. Thanks, five Dan. seconds from now. Thanks to Samsung for sponsoring today's show. Samsung's Galaxy Impact event is right around the corner, and they're sure to reveal some of the latest and greatest in on-the-go tech. Right now, you can reserve the next generation of Galaxy phones, tablets, and watches, all with no deposit required. Even better, act now and you can get a $50 credit. Be sure to check out Samsung's Galaxy Unpacked event on July 26th and head over to lmg.gg slash galaxyunpacked to reserve your new device today. All right, yes. Now I will do your three merch messages, Dan. Thank you, sir. Now I will do it. Uh, I, I only have three because I've got 130 to go through. Uh, is hmm. photography allowed during the lab and office tours? Yes. Oh, that's okay. That's going to take a bunch of work, but that's probably smart because they were going to do it anyways. Yeah. Yep. What's the point of pretending that people are not going to take pictures? Absolutely. I'm not going to pose with you at every stupid, you know, place we stop to talk about things. That's... Yeah, I saw you're doing tours. Yeah, I'm doing tours. Why? Why not? I like doing tours. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough then. I, I don't think we're guaranteeing who you get for your tour host, though. Yeah, that would be a bad idea. That, that would be a really bad idea because be like, Luke, 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 Luke. I don't think I'm doing tours. Are you not? I'm down, but I don't think I'm slotted for doing oh, tours. I know Dennis is. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I yeah, know. yeah. I told uh, Colton and, and Steph, I was like, just put me for whatever. I don't care. <laughs> just be a coach. Yeah. Like, uh, don't worry about uh, the, the consent here or anything. I'm down to do whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always down. It's always, it's always fun just to like... I, I I don't really get to interact with you people, like there's the yeah there's the, the there's the chat and there's comments but no offense to any of the chats, offense to Twitch chat hate Twitch chat, <laughs> no offense to the chats it's not the same, the way people it's so oh well yeah no it's so funny based on the average comment section, you would think that a, a sizable portion of the community like actually hates me or if you you know hung out on Reddit maybe read it yeah. but anytime i talk to someone in person you and your darn shipping they're just the nicest people oh, ever yeah. and yeah. it's awesome because when you strip away the anonymity of the internet people are actually not horrible for the most part um and so it's, yeah it's pretty accurate usually it, yeah. it's fun getting to actually like see people and have two-way communication, right? And, and a tour gives you a bit of an extended period of time with them and gives a central activity, so it doesn't have to be, like, yeah. weird. Yeah, it's not awkward. Yeah. It's good. No offense. Some of you, while nice, are awkward. Oh, yeah. But I had you to knew learn, that. like, social engineering skills to have conversations with the fans. I've told you about that, right? The whole step to the side thing? Step to the side. So, it's... I, <laughs> um, when you have a conversation with someone, you meet at a show... 
Yeah. Um, if they're, if they're, if you can tell they're like getting, you know, like speech jammered because they're feeling really awkward and unsure how to proceed with the conversation. Yeah. One of the many tools that you can use is just kind of like take a half step to the side and kind of lean over to the side a little bit so that they would have to turn a very odd amount to face you that will make them re-stance, which gets their mind off of what they were just thinking about. Cause they're like, wait, what? And then they turn and move and then you hit them with a question and it completely debases where they were at. So you step to the side and then go like, what's your favorite thing at the show? And they're, they immediately <laughs> just start talking what their favorite thing at the show is. They lose the awkwardness and it, it actually works like very consistently. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I use it like a lot. So that explains all of our conversations that we've ever had. I together. do that with Dan every single time I talk it's to like, him. It's very difficult. I'm kidding. But yeah, me too. Okay. Um I just want to chat. get out of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I just like I don't I don't if someone comes up and is like excited to meet me, I don't want the takeaway to be like, oh like I wish I wasn't so awkward or whatever. I think I do that subconsciously. I'm trying to think, as soon as you said, what's your favorite thing at the show? I was like, yeah, I always say that. Yeah. I don't know if I do the shift thing, but I definitely... I told it, you the shift thing like many years ago. I give so it like maybe, two or three steamboats but... and then I just like start talking to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> this Josie says, Luke psychologically manipulating people for their own good. <laughs> King of the nerds knows his subjects. I just like, so day nine, before before I did any of this stuff, yeah. I met day nine down at a PAX event uh, that was outside of PAX called Red Bull Land, yeah. where there was this really, really cool custom StarCraft tournament, whatever. Yeah. And he had like a meet and greet afterwards, and it was super positive, and everyone had a really great time. And, but we, we had started working together, but I, this was still when I was like behind camera. And I remember thinking at that event, like, man, if I ever end up being in a situation like him where people want to meet me, I want them to come away from it feeling like that was actually like kind of cool because I've met people like when I was like 14 or something, I met Todd Howard. Mm -hmm. I remember walking away from it being like, that was just a dumb interaction. <laughs> like I had no idea what to say. I didn't expect he was going to be, he was just like walking around packs. I didn't expect it was going to happen. And it was like, he was cool. He was fine. Everything. But just like, I was very in my head about it. Mm -hmm. And so I had that event. I had meeting day nine and I was just like, man, I want the, the people that meet me to exit with good feelings. Right. And then when people started recognizing me again at packs, I noticed that there was this loop of like, speech jammer this is awkward right don't know what to say so i was like i need a way to fix this and then yeah i had a terrible interaction with a celebrity recently and it was completely my fault <laughs> okay story time or i guess <laughs> um i really hope there's no video of this online but uh victor axelson who is the world number one men's badminton singles player um current um current world champion um yeah, kind of a, a big deal in the badminton space anyway. Uh, he came to do an exhibition, and I was drawn to play two points with him. And there's like maybe oh, 150 really? people. So on the first point, I actually played a really good shot right out of the gate. And he had to lift it to the front court, which meant that all I had to do was just pound it down just anywhere. Finish. And I would actually get a point, which would have been pretty cool because very few of the like 10 or 15 people that went up actually did score points on him. He's like godlike basically yeah. but i just i kind of got lucky he just i wasn't like dressed for it or anything and so i think i 
kind of blindsided him a little bit by actually playing a decent shot. And so he was like, oh, and he like, got it, obviously, because he's a badminton god. But whatever. The point is, I completely whiffed it. Oh, no. So the, the ceiling in the Richmond Oval is so high, and I had never played there before. My depth perception was completely off. And you probably are sitting there thinking, uh, uh, excuses. It does make a difference, and it didn't only happen to me. People who don't play there find it a little bit easy to kind of lose where the shuttle is as it's falling down. So I missed it completely. Obviously, I was flustered. My next point, I just completely screwed up. But none of this was the really bad part. The really bad part is that it's customary in badminton to meet at the net and thank your opponent. Now, pre-COVID, the normal way to do it was a high five. And now you... But then COVID... Okay, so now you touch rackets. My group flips our rackets around and touches our handles so that we're not whacking the frames against each other. They weigh like 85 grams for an entire racket, just like hitting your frames. It just seems unnecessary. Why chip the paint, right? Probably it won't, but that's just what my group does. Okay, well, apparently his doesn't, and he's never seen that before, because when I walked up and tried to touch rackets, he like took the handle of it for a second and was like, and then gave it back, and then I just like moved away, and then I don't think we even ended up doing anything, and then I just <laughs> awkwardly walked off. It was the worst thing ever. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, he thought I was handing him my racket, because I gave it to him handle for... Anyway, um, so I, I... Yeah, so that was awful. Um, anyway, I... Uh, <laughs> Never want to see him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. was completely not his fault. Yeah. And like, he was my, actually great. My interaction with Todd was, <laughs> was similar in that way. Like, he did completely fine. I just like, I met him and just immediately started rambling about computers because it was like the only thing I did ever. And if I remember correctly, I started like talking about mineral oil because that was also all I did at that time. And my dad eventually just like <laughs> shuffled me away. <laughs> I was like, oh. That sucked. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well. It's okay. Okay. Thankfully, nobody has uploaded video of this. I know it exists because <laughs> I had some friends in the audience and they oh, were like, no. <laughs> and like sent me highlights of the failure. Oh, man. Brutal. <sighs> uh, anyways, merch messages? Uh, yeah, I've got another one here. Yeah, sure. Somewhere. Uh, what would a retired Luke and Linus look like? Would you still do the WAN show? Never thought about that. I don't know if I would have the infrastructure in place to to produce the WAN show if I'm retired. I'm retired, right? I'm not. What? I have employees and I'm retired. Why? Why do I? Why do I do that? We only had a producer on WAN show for a very small percentage of its history. Did you? Are you? I. You. You. You would no. Dan's great. You I'm would just get saying. rid of Dan. No, I'm just saying. I'm, gonna, I'm you're your gonna, prop. You you're don't gonna need do him me. Dirty like that, right to his face. Significantly, no, gonna, significantly you have to look, look into his show. eyes now. You have to look into his eyes and tell him that the Wan show would be just fine without him. <laughs> I can't do with that face. Oh no. Okay, I'll get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire me. Yeah, uh, fire me without looking me in the no, face. I, yeah, I think thanks, Luke. A, I think it's a clear improvement. We've talked about having a a producer for a long time. I'm happy we finally did it. But I'm just saying, the show could technically go on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But what would we talk about? Like, if I'm not covering tech, 
I mean, I guess we could just talk about whatever. I'm but... not covering tech. Badminton. Yeah, we I still guess talk so. about it. I don't think any of the topics we talk about on the Wan Show really require st- <laughs> almost anything. We okay. don't read the topics before we sit down. Like, <laughs> okay, a lot of the time I have independently read about them during the week. You know, as part of. Just... Are you going to stop doing that though? Probably not. Yeah. So like, as soon as I have more than like two days off in a row. I just immediately start tinkering with tech again. Yeah. Like, it's like not really... The WAN show... It's not really something I can be in control of. The, the WAN show kind of started because of those car talks. We weren't working during the car rides. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I don't know. Um, I, don't I wouldn't know. be surprised if we kept going. I don't I think no people idea. would still watch. I've I talked about this fair. before. I think, I, think that, I think that you can have kind of your, your more casual content... But nobody cares about your opinion on things unless you also give them a healthy serving of, you know, fact-based analysis and and enriching content. Like it's one of the reasons I'm prove always you still know what you're doing. I'm so always telling matters. the writers, like, look, you gotta load up the video with learning outcomes. It can't just be memeing. Um and so yeah, I, I don't I don't know if people would enjoy it the way that they do. I also if we weren't focused on tech, I don't know if the world needs another like two white guys give their opinion on stuff podcasts <laughs> yeah uh you know is is that it i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the wan show but if we did like sure. something like uh i think we've even talked about this before uh like playing random like one dollar games on steam yeah. Or like something like that. Nothing would prevent us from doing that now, though. I think a big part of the reason we managed to do this is because there's like a, it, it, it's like a tradition almost. Yes. Yeah. So we both have to be retired We'd have to have We both have to be time. around on Fridays. We'd have to have extra time. Like it would have to be, I, I almost don't think we could ever change the date. Yeah, probably. The time is a little flexible. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to have people over tonight. Oh, well, that was stupid. Well, I, it'll probably be tomorrow at this point. That was a dumb thing oh, to plan. Go. There you go. Um, yeah, it wasn't that oh, kind of evening. Sorry, Dan. I don't care. Yeah, they my, don't uh, care. They know what I do for My life. parents thought I was going to their cabin tonight. <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, that's well, worse. Not I was like... Yvonne was like... No? <laughs> tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you serious right now? It's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. It's WAN show. I remember we were trying to plan that like executive retreat, and people were like, "Yeah, we can go Friday night." And we were both like, "Do, do you know us? <laughs> <laughs> Have you met this man?" I mean, it's not your fault, typically. Sometimes, yeah. rarely, but sometimes it has happened. I think. I think one of the things that saves me is that you are so consistently late, so that if I'm ever late, it just doesn't. It gets completely overwritten because you're later. So, like, if you were on time all the time, I think I'd probably look pretty bad. But because you're late all the time, like, literally 100% of the time, it just doesn't matter. That's not fair. How? I was on time for that flight. <laughs> I, 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 I was talking he specifically. He was not expecting show. that one. <laughs> no, he no. just got absolutely, <laughs> like, atomic bombed right there. He thought he'd have something he could defend against. That was inexcusable. 
He was so late. Oh, I had to break just about every traffic law in existence to go wake his ass up. Yeah. Get him into the car and drive us both to the airport. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's not coming. Dude, there was He's a, not coming. There was a few years there where I I like practically nothing could wake me up. That was it's over now. Doesn't seem to be a problem anymore. Well, you get older. I only have one alarm now. You get older, man. And there was one point in time, legitimately, I had a floor mat thing that I got us to buy through like a handy tech or something. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. That required putting weight on it to turn the alarm off. I had two different alarm clocks. One of them that did like a daylight brightness thing. It cost way too much money. Yeah. But it was this like really bright light that was supposed to simulate the sun. I had my phone's alarm clock and I had an alarm that was a little robot thing that would run away from me. So I had to go chase it to turn it off. I would just stay asleep with all of them buzzing. Oh, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, Europe is late. Is there any way to total how much you've spent on shipping in the last amount of time? No. Because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's through a reshipping service because shipping from Canada sucks. So we consolidate in pallets and ship it into the U.S. to distribute. Um, and so I, I actually don't know how much. It's really stupid that that's the right way to do it. I know. That's so dumb. So I actually don't know how much we spend on shipping until I get the bill, like a month later, two weeks later, or whatever it is. Actually, I never know because Yvonne deals with all that, but like, holy crap. I'm having trouble showing them and replying to them because they come in so fast and it pauses the dashboard for a second. So I have to click like five or six times. And so I can't do more than one every 10 seconds. And this is becoming a problem. Dashboard's holding though. I don't it's know. it's yeah. holding. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. I have 200. Uh, yeah, we're not going to get to every merch message tonight, guys, but... Um, I'll start trying to help parsing incoming. No, no, no. We got to host the show. We yeah. got to host the show. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm trying. Why, why don't you... Why don't... Why don't... Why doesn't Luke find a couple merch messages so that Dan can stay focused? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Look in potential. I've got lots in potential. Okay. Give me a moment. I got to scroll all the way down there. Oh, God. <laughs> you can close the individual tabs by oh, clicking right. on them. Yeah. Because Conrad is a god. Good call. Okay. Do, do, do. <laughs> Hello. I've been one. Oh, wait. What do I. How do I make it show? I have to click curate into curated and then show from curated, right? If it's a potential, yes. Or you can just read the curated ones. Your call. Just read them. I think it's fine. Okay. You're not worried about showing them? Nope. You don't have to. No. Okay. You can just archive them, though. With the hint of an update on the gaming minivan, could this lead to more videos on adding technology to vehicles and maybe linking into camping technology? I doubt it. Um, it's one of those things that I hate, but is the truth. Like one of the reasons that we don't do much VR content anymore is that it's just not really commercially viable for us. Yep. At our scale, we need anywhere from 1.3 to 2.5 million views in a video. If I can't get a million to 2 million people, let's, let's round it to that. If I can't get 1 to 2 million people interested enough to watch it enough to count as a view, um, it's, just, it's, it's not worth using an upload slot. Now, with that said, our intention is to build out more niche channels over the years. But we're going to start with ones that have more growth potential yeah. than I think um, 
Uh, yeah, well, huh. actually, oh, this is, wow. What a depressing thought. Um, I was about to say, I want to start with ones that have more growth potential than, you know, van life. But, um, oh, yeah, with the way that housing um, costs life is are going, trending. Yeah, that has a lot of growth potential. Okay, well, anyway, the point is, I, I think there are verticals that are closer to our area of expertise and that have a lot of growth potential that we would be focusing on first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hey DLL, what's your niche tech interest? Oh, sorry, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna come back to that in a second. I was wanted to say something, I forgot what it was, and now I remembered. Shopping for anything that isn't tech, or isn't uh, like mainline like phones, tablets, computers, monitors, that type of stuff, as a tech nerd who absorbs that type of content, is incredibly frustrating. Oh, yeah. Because you try to look into, like, reviews for something, and it's just listicle websites yep. that are obviously just trying to farm Amazon clicks Absolutely. that did no actual research into the product, probably never even had it on them in the first place. Yep. Um, or they're like, <laughs> no offense, but maybe a little bit of offense, certain, like, janky review channels that are very clearly just paid off. Like literally three quarters of the video is them just glowing over how amazing the company is and has like nothing to do with what the actual product is doing or how good it is yeah. or any comparisons. They're just like, the packaging is amazing. I love this company. Thank you for the sponsorship. So stylish. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't care. Um, it's, it's actually so, so frustrating. But anyways. Hey, uh, hey, DLL, what's your niche tech interest that won't make it into an LTT video? Also, more dinosaur merch, please. Sarah has already gotten me to confirm that more dinosaur merch is going to be a thing. So, all right, fine, you win. Uh, as for my niche tech interest that I can't really make into a video, uh, there's, man, there's one. I even have a title for it. There's this VR haptic vest thing that yeah. um, the title is like, I don't care anymore or something like that. Like, it's the super clickbaity title. Um, and pretty much I want to make a video about it. So that's why the title is, I don't care anymore because I just want to, and it, it doesn't, I don't care if you guys care about it. I'm just, I don't care anymore. I want to make a video about this. And then I just, I haven't gotten around to it cause I've been busy. Um, but I, I am, I'm playing around with the big screen VR. I got, I hope this isn't embargoed. I got a new lens thing for it. Wider field of view. Uh, haven't been able to try it yet, though. I sent them a video of the difficulty that I was having yesterday, and I haven't heard back yet. Yeah, D-Boss in Flipplane Chat actually just said what I was going to say, which is there's an Assassin's Creed version of that haptic vest coming out. It's just branded, but yeah. Yeah, I I just I want to try it. I want to try it, too. It seems like dumb fun, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the thing that I'm excited about with the Assassin's Creed version is it's not made for VR, so they're releasing the haptic vest for just normal games as well. Oh. Which is kind of sick. Why not both? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah it's probably seen, best in VR. You've seen that video of the guy who built like a, a like a pneumatic arm of some sort that like goes into and then he fires the op. And, yeah. <laughs> I like the ones too where it just like shakes the table when there's recoil and it just <laughs> bounces the monitor and the speakers all over the place. Very funny. 
That would actually be a really fun multiplayer experience. If everyone was doing it? If you, if you modded a game to have no recoil, but everyone had their table shake. Oh. So the recoil is real. So it's all a matter of like how do, steady can you act, how steady can you hold it, not can you memorize a stupid pattern. Do it for a video and then have it at LTX 2024. Kind of like it. You could totally do it. It's doable. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I don't know if it would get a ton of views. I don't know if it's the, commercially the, viable. The clips but of the, the guy that has the thing that hits you yeah. and also the one that shakes his desk go all over the place. All I know, the time. but that's very digestible in like a short format. I think as a as a 13, 14, 18 minute video, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It'd take a, it'd take know. a long time. It sounds fun though. Uh, anyway. Um, you made a gaming van. Jessica says, box? What? what, what you box? Box? <laughs> Box. I don't understand. You I got, got that from box? his phone. I got the same messages. Box. 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 Oh, it's box time. You you want me to bring out the box? Box time. I think yeah. we should probably do it. Yeah. Okay. Dan. Dan. Real okay. coil. Dan. Real coil is an amazing brand name. Says Regal. You are one hundred percent right. Real coil mouse technology. Yeah. Love it. Don't don't drop it. Oh, oh, God! What is it? Uh, yeah, sure. Hold on. First, there's a really good float plane message. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this first, and then we'll look at this in a second. Um, HQ, a bunch of numbers asks: Do you scale your clickbaity percentage so that the stuff that wouldn't normally get huge views will capture and use less clickbaity titles for very interesting content that would normally bring in huge views? It is a balancing act. You don't want to attract a viewer who will not be interested in the content. But if we know the content is very interesting to our, to our typical viewer, even if it's not something that they would click on, if we just said brand, product, name, review, and discussion, right? Then we do tend to try to put flashier packaging on it because we know you'll enjoy it once you get in. There are times when we will know that a video is <clears throat> not a banger, and we will intentionally sandbag the title and thumbnail, knowing that this is yeah. real, this is for the hardcores. Because uh, you don't is, you don't want a lot of clicks with crap retention. Yes, or this is for the people who are interested in this niche only. So there there are going to be times when you will see a super straight shooting title from us because we actually do not want you to click on it unless you're super into that. Whereas other times, yeah, we're gonna gussy it up because we do think it has broader appeal. And if that, if we get you guys in and if you enjoy it, YouTube will serve it more. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all about kind of, it's more black magic than it is science, but it's all about trying to find the best possible balance. I demand box. You demand box. Okay. This is the box. There's a yellow cable on yeah. the ground between you guys. There's a well. yellow cable. Okay. I heard of this. Um, and it is perhaps better than I could have possibly imagined. This is the Hit Me Dan. Uh, hey, Dan, I hate to do this to you when you're so busy um, lighting your fingers on fire. It's not going to get oh, better. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're good. Never mind. Stay. I, I forgot I have a button. Um, there you go. Uh, it's, thank God, it's Friday. Um, you know how I always oh. say Hit Me Dan for the merch messages? Well, now 
I have a hit me Dan button courtesy of mellow underscore labs that will actually hit me. So if you just want to plug that in there. Mine! Okay. I didn't mean to press it. My bad. No, I, I, no, I, did you I, press I the button? It. Oh, I you did it. press the button. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't just go when you, okay. No, I so definitely it's, pressed it's it. Very it's very 3D printed. Um, so every time I say hit me, Dan, do we, do we have to? <laughs> I don't know if this could ever get old. <laughs> I don't know why, but the sound is also quite satisfying. Go for it. That's great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that uh, that was 100%. I'm assuming, I'm assuming Mellow Labs has like some content on this. Hello Labs. This is a real job that I have. <laughs> what a world we live in. Yes. Um, yes, they do. Absolutely fantastic. Here it is. So you can learn all about Mellow Labs' journey creating the Hit Me Dan. Um, I don't know what to call it. Hit Me Dan button? The, the Hit Me Dan... <laughs> wow, you can like beat the crap out of him. Dan, were you involved in the design? Because it seems like he really thought of everything here. Nope, uh, he's he's line approved it himself. This is the first I have ever seen this, and uh... we need a little robot that just presses the button over and over again. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jeez. you could even you could even just use like machine learning. You could just have it listen to me, and every time I say "hit me, Dan," it would just. Yeah. Oh, do you think we could hook it into the merge message dashboard so it's it like, like looks for a hook and then I can broadcast a message? If and then don't talk it. about this because Conrad will start working on it, and that is not oh, real Conrad's work. done. We, we should. Uh, imagine, <laughs> that is not real imagine, work. Imagine there was a fuss item that was only available during the show that punched Linus. Sorry, a fuss item. Uh, oh, what oh, is it called? We're bonus having this bin. Argument yeah, bonus bin. Yeah, bonus fuss, bin. free, uh, free upsell, free upsell shelf. It's literally just shelf. not accurate. That is a stupid name. It's just you guys an need to stop name. calling it that. It's the bonus bin. <laughs> it's where you get a free item with your order, like stickers or whatever. Development teams like internal names. It's a thing. Mm. Uh, no, Conrad, that's not work. <laughs> I mean, it's not connected to anything, anyways. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yet. Okay, so the, no. I we'll put no, an STM32 in it. No, that's not Wi-Fi. real work. Oh, no, it has to be Ethernet so we can have it on the redundant backup. It's network. not real work. Oh. Okay. All right, good. I don't think Comrade's in the chat. Don't worry, I'll message him. No, it's no, Dan, it's not real work. And if Comrade sees this, he might like actually work on it. <laughs> he, no. He does do stuff like that. Yeah, no, no, it's not work. You have lots of quarterly goals, Comrade. Yeah. Stay this on is, task. This is not one of them. <laughs> okay. Oh God! What's Jaden want? Jaden, uh, make no, sure Conrad he, never he, sees this. He wants. Uh, <laughs> Jaden wants people to use the beta player so that they can see the new controls. Oh, yeah. Yes, that is They're real cool. work. Yes. Yeah. What being such a good example for Conrad? <laughs> Conrad's here. <laughs> 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 Oh boy. Anyways, that was the box. Very good. All right. Uh let's do another topic. The boxing shall we? glove was in a box. 
Um, Thanks, Luke. That was really yeah, helpful. no problem. I got you. Uh, what is it? Yeah, more topics. Do we have any more main ones left? Knock, hack, Apple. Well, no. Amazon says it's not a very large online platform. <laughs> so funny. Their argument makes a little bit more sense when we get into it. It's still lame, dumb, whatever. But anyways, <laughs> Amazon is challenging its classification as a very large online platform under the EU's Digital Services Act, which is kind of a big point. This is, an Amer- is not an American thing, which defines a very large online platform as any company that reaches at least 10% of the EU's population or around 45 million people every month. If they, you reach 45 million people every month, I think we can all agree. You're probably a very large online You're platform. a very large online platform, but please do go on. They include Google Play, Meta, Twitter, YouTube, Apple's App Store, Alibaba's AliExpress, and German retailer Zalando. The classification would require Amazon to meet elevated compliance standards for privacy, transparency, and protection of minors. And Amazon does not want to protect minors. So Amazon argues that as a retailer, it should not be regulated like a social platform. It also argues that it is not the largest retailer in any of the EU countries where it operates. And none of these largest retailers in each European country has been designated as a VLOP. They say that this unfairly singles out Amazon with onerous administrative obligations. Um, So they're trying to treat the individual countries instead of addressing the EU as the unified countries that it literally is, which is um, funny. Man, I'm kind of coming around to their argument a little bit. I'm not. Okay. Because this is a European Union thing and not a like... Okay. Germany. Okay. Well, let's get through. Let's get through the because the they're notes, talking guess, about then. how many people it reaches Here. in the EU. Why don't you get through the Not, notes first? Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while Amazon isn't the largest retailer in any EU country, it is the largest online retailer. Uh, in 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 all but one of five of the most populous EU countries. Mm. So those other larger retailers are because they have physical locations. I see. The largest retailer in Europe is the German Schwarz Group, who owns supermarket chain Lidl. I've never actually tried to pronounce it out, out loud. L I D L. No idea. Lidl, Little, something like that. Sure. Uh, and department but store chain not large Kaufland. The Schwarz Group bought in. Uh, 150 billion U.S. Brought in. Brought in. Brought in. 150 billion U.S. dollars in 2021 compared to Amazon's 470 billion dollars in revenue in the same year. The vast majority of that income came from in-person purchases, not online. So hold on a second. Amazon revenue. Sorry, what was that? 2021? Uh, Yes. I mean, if that's is that their, global? Yeah, if, if that's their total revenue worldwide, which it does appear to be, I, I mean, then yeah, I, I kind I kind of get their point. Just the fact that they happen to be an online company. No, they're saying okay. But why the, doesn't Schwartz Group sta- have to deal with this? The statement behind what they're saying, yeah, is that if it reaches ten percent of the EU population or forty-five million people. At no point in time do they define individual countries within the EU. And then Amazon goes, well, we're not big because we're not the biggest in individual countries. Mm-hmm. Except they are the biggest online platform in those individual countries, even when you take the, yeah. the retail arm of the other ones. And it was never about the individual countries. 
It's about the EU. I mean, I guess it all depends on, you know, really what these what these regulations are are after, right? Like if the if it's just, you know, the protection of minors or whatever else, then yeah, I mean, if you're if you're not an well, online never... platform, then it's not really relevant to you. I'm going to And flip... if you are an online platform, then you should have to take care of that. I'm going to flip slightly on the other side yeah. and say that it they they say that it's about privacy, transparency, and the protection of minors. But as everyone knows, laws will say they're about whatever and then attempt to accomplish a wide range of other unrelated things. But if one of the wide range of unrelated things is to make life more difficult for Amazon... Yeah, I don't care at all. Yeah, it's kind of hard to feel bad for them. Yeah. With that said, you know, I, I think that this point about, you know, the German Schwarz group... Um, you know, also being an enormous conglomerate and probably also needing some, you know, kicks in the shin somewhere I'm along the line. I'm not against them just... also having kicks in the shin, but I'm pretty sure part of the point of this is not chomping down on retailers that are country specific. Right. And specific because you want like the uniqueness of countries you want the 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 smaller like we serve this one country really well companies to still be okay and not to bother them um but to add some oversight mm. to country to companies that are trying to go wide-reaching which is why this is again has literally nothing to do with any of the individual countries within europe and has very specifically things to do about the population that is across the eu as a whole which is, I, I believe, like the whole point. Yeah, and it's also a little disingenuous for Amazon to try to classify themselves as a retailer. AWS is not retail. AW, how, what, what percentage of their business is AWS now? Hmm. I'd, be, I'd be very curious to know. In the fourth quarter, AWS generated $21.4 billion in revenue, representing 14% of Amazon's total revenue. So I guess they are still a retailer. But for them to go, oh, you know, mercy me, how could you possibly treat us like an online platform when really we're just the infrastructure that online platforms use? We should have no responsibility for any of that. We're yeah. a retailer. Wait, hold on. Okay, so uh, to, to, to go back to your argument... Um, I'm not sure what my argument is at this point, but I've sure. never understood it really the whole time. But well, that's okay. I, I just, I'm just not, I'm not sure. I'm saying it's, I'm saying this is a gray area. I'm saying I that don't they think so because okay, yeah, so sure. Am Amazon's argument is they're saying like we're not the largest retailer in any of these countries, but again, they're the largest online retailer in all but five. Sure, and they're competing against in-store sales, which sure. probably don't have. There's like An no online way component. they have as many issues with things like privacy and whatnot. They have some. Yeah. There's video cameras in there. Sure. They might track card sales. Sure. There's things they like... They can collect data things like from loyalty people. programs. Absolutely. There's, there's been stuff in the news for many, many years about like certain stores knowing that people are pregnant before like their partners do and stuff because of their, their shopping habits and like different things like that. Stores can get creepy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. Um, but it's, it's, it's a different ball game. And they also do run social platforms. Yeah. Twitch.com comes to mind. I would consider that to be very much a social platform and very high risk, I guess, when it comes to um, collecting and profiting off of data from miners. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but... <laughs> I suspect they're on kick now. It's okay. A lot of viewers on a platform like Twitch are young. 
Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I I don't know. I think this is BS. One, it's framed as a EU thing, not an individual country thing, and their argument is based around individual countries. And two, it specifically says online platform, and then their argument is mostly around places that do very little online. So but their argument has no actual. The ground. thing too, though, is I do feel that some parts of this push are arbitrary. Why forty five million? Why that number? So what no, if I it's, reach? It's ten percent. Okay, why not 9%? If yeah. I reached 8% of the EU every month, is it? Am I not a very large online platform? Every month, yeah. Uh, sounds very large to me. Really, so I just You have to draw the line somewhere. I, I mean, yeah, it's true. It's just why do humans like numbers that are round? It's easy if, to if parse. We, if we had a base four counting system, would it would the number have been four percent or eight? I don't know. Maybe probably eight. Yeah, because it's just the the easier thing to parse, right? It's going to end up being a five or a ten. Yeah, I guess I see their point, but I also see why this has to happen, and I see why they are no, not the same thing as Schwarz Group, but I also am sort of generally anti conglomeratization. Um, yeah, and so which is why I think this is structured the way that it is. Sure, uh, consolidation—that's the word I was looking for. It's very late. I'm very tired. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm generally. Like I'm, I'm generally sort of anti-consolidation. I as just a like whole. being a small platform. Yeah. That if we grew a ton, like if Floatplane grew a very, very large amount, there are certain things that we would have to do. Now that we are serving a certain amount of people and all this type of, type of stuff. Yeah. It gets. It gets harder. I appreciate that it doesn't start getting harder until you start growing to a minimum size. Because a lot of these things that they require you to do take a lot of work. Maybe not a lot of work when you're an Amazon, but when you're a float plane, adding one or two people onto staff is very substantial. Yep. So I appreciate that we are not subject to all of the things that you have to do if we were like the CBC or something. Sure. Uh, but we're also so much smaller that I don't think anyone would make the argument that we're a very large Yeah, but there's, there's a variety of, of different levels. Like if you look at the sure. App Store, the Apple App Store, there's that $1 million level. That's sure. not really that high when you're talking about company finances. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to be out of touch here, but it's company finances. That's a different yep. thing. I don't have a million dollars. But company finances, that's not that high. But just on the app store, we're not touching that. Yeah, we're not touching that, which is nice. And when we do, okay, we have some more work to do. But hey, we're making that much. That's cool. Yep. And there's, there's these lines all the way up, right? So like they got to draw the line somewhere. Does 10% seem fair? Probably. I don't know. If one in 10 people use your thing in a country, that sounds like you're pretty big. Yeah. Honestly, if, if one in 20 people in your country used it, that sounds very big too. In, in a month. Like that's, that's okay. I, I feel like some people are kind of missing my point here a little bit. When I, when I say that I feel like the 10% is pretty arbitrary, that is monthly users. That's a lot of people. That's a, that's, yeah, that's very large. I would, I would make the, the argument. look at the things that it caught. I would make the argument that one in twenty is very large. I, I, I guess I, I just, I'm having a hard time understanding exactly I wonder, where the line is. I wonder if it's because there's yeah. certain, and I, I don't know the population numbers. I'd have to look into this. But I wonder if it's because, like, oh hey, uh, there's a company that happens to be very frequently used 
in uh the like the the like three finger countries so like finland norway sweden sure so it's used across those i don't know the population numbers don't worry about it um and because it's used across those very heavily by like everyone it just happens to cross eight percent or something it doesn't really seem right that's not really what we're trying to target you know like ubiquitous but across a small amount of countries is not really what we're trying to target. So they, they shift it up or something like that. I, I could see some things causing the percentage to go up. One thing I will take issue with in Amazon's argument is that they feel singled out. They are absolutely yeah. not singled out. Yeah. Um, the definition of single <laughs> is one. You know, if someone was part of a thruple, okay, and described themselves as single, you would tell them to f*** off, right? <laughs> And, and whereas, I mean, this is extremely polyamorous. There's Google, AliExpress. Yeah. Well, no, AliExpress. I'm talking. No, I'm. I, I'm talking just retailers because they said they felt singled out as a retailer. But AliExpress, I would make the argument is every bit as much a retailer, even yeah. though Alibaba Group is obviously has their fingers in all kinds of things. So does Amazon, right? And then this Zalando, Zalando yeah. is apparently one that that was caught up in this. I'm gonna. Here we go. And they're like everywhere. Well, everywhere in Europe, I'd never heard of them before. Wow, that's quite the photo shoot. But these guys are very European, for one thing. <laughs> What's happening? And We're taking this to the British Museum. <laughs> and very much a retailer. Is this a video? What, am I even, what is even happening right now? I think it's pausing the oh, slideshow. yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I liked that joke too much. Um, okay. Oh. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I um, I think it's defined very European. I will not. <laughs> that picture though was very European. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Oof. not hearing about Zalando, common Canadian L. Why the hell would I have heard about what? it? Yeah. Do they even ship to Canada? Do you have Ralph's? Yeah. yeah Where's your now? Payless shoes? Yeah. <laughs> Where's our Payless shoes? Where's your Canadian tire? <laughs> Imagine not having heard of Canadian tire. They probably don't even have any Canadian tire money. <laughs> I can't believe how much money rare Canadian tire money is worth now. You oh. know this is a thing, right? So no, but it totally makes sense. Canadian Tire is a retailer that in Canada, obviously, uh, you can get auto work done, but they have all kinds of like housewares and um, like ho uh, home improvement goods and like outdoor apparel and, and equipment and stuff like that. Um, anyway, they used to have this program where everything you spent... Uh, a percentage of it, they would. There, there you go. They would give you a percentage of it back in Canadian Tire money, and um, you know everyone kind of treated this stuff as basically worthless. It was a way of them discounting, without a significant redemption rate, I suspect. And at some yeah, point, you'd like lose it because you have like yeah. five cent bills. Yeah. At some point, the cost of producing this Canadian tire money became not sensible anymore. And I think they still have the program, or at least they carried it on for a while. It's probably in, digital now. In or a something. digital form of some sort. Um, or didn't. I don't know. I don't care. The point is, Canadian tire money, the, the physical kind, eventually went away. And 
because, you know, people are, I don't know, they love Canadian Tire or because they meme it or because, I don't, I don't know. The point is there are misprints and there are particularly rare pieces of Canadian Tire money that have become collector's items. So it's like anything that everyone throws away. It's like the things to collect are either the actually numbered, actually rare ones or the commodity crap that literally everybody threw away. You know, like a, like a, a coffee can. If you have a vintage coffee can, and everything today will be vintage someday, right? If you have a vintage coffee can, that will be worth something to someone someday, I promise you. So either collect garbage or stuff that is actually in limited supply. Never in between. I'm looking on eBay for Canadian Tire Money. What you got? $900 for rare Canadian Tire Money, a lot of five bills. Canadian Tire Paper Money. Seventy fifth anniversary rare, a sealed one hundred dollar Canadian Tire commemorative note. For that is two actually grand. very rare because you would have to spend a ton of money to get a hundred dollars in Canadian Tire money. It was a very low percentage re- oh, yeah. rebate. I mean, they had two cent bills or whatever they give you. So yeah, yeah getting up to two hundred bucks would have to be crazy. Some corporate buying or something. Uh, yeah, there's not a ton of it available, but there definitely is some. It's a thing. Seven yeah. uncirculated bills. A lot of five rare 25 cent Canadian tire money. Light purple design. What do you do with this stuff when you have it? Like, you collect it. You're a collector. Yeah. You show people your Canadian tire money collection <laughs> and you hope they you hope they approve. Wow, that's cool. Man, I uh I had a pretty sad moment a little while ago. You know that bubble hockey thing that I bought that I like yeah. really love? Um I was hanging out on some pinball forum because they have an owner's thread for super checks. And I was just like, I was just, you know, seeing what people are into, where they integrated into their, um, you know, their arcade room or whatever, or, you know, what they, they use it for. So it's a combination of private owners and people who run arcades and, and like game, gaming Go houses. Modifications or yeah. whatever else. And anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of modifications. There's OEM modifications you can make where you can actually upgrade Super Checks to Super Checks Pro, which has like a Jumbotron and additional features and stuff like that. You can get replacement parts. Like, like that Jumbotron or like? No, no, like a better one with oh, okay. like video on and stuff. Cool. You can get replacement ice surfaces, new pucks, new players. You can get super customized players where like there oh man there's there's people who will like put the right helmet for like that particular player on it and stuff and like it's it gets pretty wild anyway none of that is the point the point is i came across this video from this guy who tricked out a super checks in his house and i was watching this video with the context of kind of reading a lot of posts in the owner's thread about how much they love the game and how hard it is to get any use out of their machine because it requires two people to play. And it was, there's like this kind of sad forever alone vibe. Um, and it's a pinballer forum, right? So a lot of them are probably also into pinball. They're used to solo games. Which is a one player game. So like, no problem. But super checks. I love this game. I love to play. I have nobody to play with. Um, and I'm watching this video. The guy, like, man, I can't believe how modded this game is. All the players are custom, <laughs> like, super accurate. Sorry. J- Jaden just posted Floatplane chat. Customized players? Try ours out on the beta site for Floatplane. Oh <laughs> Hockey players, okay? Um, so this thing is good. tricked out. He basically built dream teams for two teams, uh, like, 
completely dressed up the outside of it, removed the bubble. So it doesn't have a bubble anymore. It, it like has stanchions. Okay. Oh. New nets, new surface. The surface is not just brand new, but it's actually like textured, like not textured, but like um, digitally altered to look like it's scuffed up, like like skated on. Ah, so cool. it's got like a okay. cool like ice look on it. His Jumbotron not only has a custom full motion video, like instant replay that plays showing a goal. Like obviously it's not reflective of what happened on the ice, ah. but he actually, I guess he works in the industry because he had a couple of commentators who work in the NHL, like uh, who, who, who cast NHL games. He had them record custom like uh, commentary for like near misses and for goals and stuff. Like it's <laughs> wild. And then at the end of the video, he and his wife square off each wearing jerseys to match the, the teams they're playing against. And you can just tell she gives exactly zero f whatsoever. Like he tries to kind of hype the game and she's like, you always win. And she's just a hundred percent being super supportive and amazing. But as someone who has that wife, who is super supportive and amazing, but does not care about my super checks game. I felt very personally attacked because <laughs> I could definitely detect the vibe. No one's beat him yet. Uh, yeah, I am. I am currently unbeaten. I've gotten really close more than once, but have definitely still not done it, which but makes me sad. Now I feel like I have to. Uh, I feel like I have to show this now. Someone in Full Chat said we, we require Canadian badminton money. I was thinking it could be funny for an April Fools to have like LTT store money. Like actually ship people like fake cash. <laughs> okay, here I think this is the one. Here is this. Oh wait, no, this isn't the one. Nope, this is a different one. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm now. Now I feel like I have to find it. Now this is a different one. People get super into this thing. It turns out though, which is wild to me. Oh man, no, I, man, this is this is crazy. This guy modded his to not be a bubble anymore. This Whoa. is a different tabletop hockey, but he like put an arena around it. Like people get super into this game Holy. to the point where even as someone who is a dumb dumb and like bought one because lol, um, I really want to oh. play it all the time. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, I can't find this. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Point is, that's a thing that definitely happened. Okay, next topic. Yeah. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Mm, that one's kind of boring. Doo -doo -doo. EU will require replaceable batteries in all phones. Have you seen this? This is pretty exciting. Yeah. The European Council has officially decided that all phones sold in the EU will be required to have easily replaceable batteries by 2027, which a lot of times when this kind of stuff happens, it's further back than that. That's like actually pretty soon. There's probably products currently 
in their development cycles that would line up for 2027. So it'll be interesting how this plays out. But anyways, uh, one goal of the new regulation is to increase longevity and repairability, but another is to make batteries more easily replaceable and create a circular economy for battery materials like rare earth metals. Discussion question. To what extent will this affect how phones are designed outside of the EU? Is this an opportunity for smaller manufacturers or just large OEMs? Uh, all phones sold in the EU. That's a lot of people. What was it? 10%? So the 450 million? Is that accurate? 10% uh, of the someone, EU is 45 someone million? Found the, uh, someone found the thing for me. Oh, boy. Sorry. Sorry. I wasn't listening to you at all. Oh, wow. This is it, though. <laughs> wow. Like, it's kind of cool. I feel like the puck would still fly out. Look at this custom, like, light thing, jumbotron thing. Uh, I don't know what, what any is of this, this? is. I th oh, he's, a, he's a, a hypnotist or something. Anyway, the point is, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> the enthusiasm. You can tell from the expression on her face. <laughs> she's got the jersey on, though. She's there. She's playing. She does the, the cheer thing. She's being cool. But yeah, you can tell. But she's being cool. Yeah, she's being super cool about yeah. it. And um, good partner. Yeah, and then he like immediately starts destroying her. <laughs> <laughs> that jumbotron is amazing. I know, right? Okay, hold on. We got we got to watch. We got to watch a little bit. Wow, yeah, and all the customized players. That's crazy. Oh man, his has like. If you see to the to the right, look of how her. look how like focused he is. Oh man, that's great. Sorry, what were you gonna say? To the right of her right hand, yeah, where the like boo button is on yours. Yeah. What is that? Why is there like three buttons? Not sure. It... Oh my! Check goodness. this out. Though. Is that amazing or <laughs> oh, what? Oh my goodness! And he's like dancing. Heck yeah! Yeah, dude. it play it plays it plays music. Uh, yeah, the the enthusiasm level mismatch though is uh, was very amusing to me. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, okay, back to EU and phones. Uh, Colonel Sanders in Twitch chat says that's Never accurate mind. to the ads in that arena too. Yeah, he even had the oh, the really? ads along the boards done to match the arena wow absolutely wild anyway wow. sorry okay what are we talking about eu replaceable batteries phones yes do you think this will result in replaceable batteries outside of the eu yes or no because like if apple wants to sell a phone in the eu and this actually like is a thing they'll have to have replaceable batteries in the eu are we going to go back to like eu and elsewhere models is this a big enough deal that apple would just say okay forget it no iphones in the eu maybe like I, I feel it's like 150 million customers. If there. I'm if I'm Apple, I'm kind of sitting here going, "You guys are you guys can't dictate how we build our products. I simply won't allow it. Um, your your citizens want iPhones, and so." You're just going to have to. You're going to have to yield. We, do do they do they try to play hardball here? Because we already we already kind of see where they could go with the USB C thing, right? They could just say, okay, forget it. Then uh, we're just going to go all MagSafe all the time. We're going to have no cables. That is that is not even an improbable outcome. 
But if the EU really does say, yeah, it has to be user serviceable, easily replaceable, they want to create a circular economy for battery materials like rare earth metals. I don't see a loophole for that one, at least not an obvious one like there is with the USB-C requirement, like requiring everyone to use the same standard for cables. They'll just, well, we don't have a cable, so whatever. We, it's not applicable to us. Um, I, I, I could see them trying to play hardball here. Apple doesn't like to be pushed around. No. They like to push around. That is a massive amount of money they'll be losing, though. Yes. But... It's like, I, I looked at some stat counter website, no idea how accurate it is. said about 35% of EU citizens have iPhones. 35%, 450 million. But knowing that so much of Apple's iPhone revenue is based on long-tail App Store purchases... You know, is this something where they just kind of play a long game, skip a generation to show they mean business? See if they drop it. See if, uh, and then, and then. The skip a generation thing is interesting. Support the older phones for longer to make sure that the customer base doesn't decay too much. Because there's no way the EU is going to be able to force them to make their old models that were created before like whatever so, oh, so apple keep selling the old so ones? they keep selling old ones it says all phones sold in the eu will be required to have easily replaceable batteries <sighs> i i mentioned at the very beginning the timeline seems aggressive that seems very aggressive we're halfway through 2023 i guarantee you there are products that are currently in development that would be really user can that. easily replace with no tools and no, no expertise tools? I don't know about that one. I just don't know if this seems realistic. I don't know about the no tools thing. I don't know if that's even a good idea. Because we had those. Those were flimsy phones for the most part. I think. I'm trying to remember. With that said, if the amount of engineering work that has gone into making these things disposable went into making them not flimsy and feel premium and have replaceable batteries, maybe they wouldn't be flimsy. Maybe they wouldn't suck. Yeah. Fair enough. Not no tools, but no proprietary tools. Do, are our notes bad? That's a big difference. Okay. That's great, then. Okay, well, then that's perfect. Love it. Fantastic. Can we just have, like, screws? Like, honestly. What's, wrong, what's wrong with screws? I don't know. I, 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 I like just, screws. I would like to know... LTDstore.com screwdriver. When everyone fell out of love with screws. <laughs> and why? Oh. Oh, do I have my backpack? Where's my backpack? How do they maintain waterproof rating? Oh, I have a really cool screwdriver to show you. Also, you mean water resistant? Um, okay. Uh, no, Dan, it's okay. I think you can... It can't be far. You can merge message. Oh, he needs a break. I see. That makes sense. Yeah, he was like... <laughs> okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> you come back whenever you're ready. You hear? Y'all Y'all come back. Oh, there it is. Okay. Fast. Ooh. Okay, this is super cool. I think I have... Oh. Wait, no. <gasps> no, I don't have it. I think the Creator Warehouse team took it from me, and they said they were going to give it back to me, and then they didn't. Oh, I have a prototype of Holy our upcoming precision crap. driver. Well, I don't have it. All right. Ugh. Have you checked your dashboard thing in a while? Um, wait, that can't be right. It's right. No, that can't be right. Wait, what the? Hold on a second. That can't be. No, that actually can't be right, though. That's, no, that's no, right. you have to no, refresh. That's, that's there's, right. there's some problems at the moment. 
uh, refreshing it does fix it. Okay, uh, yeah, mine says two thousand arriving. That that isn't right. Yeah, that's uh, that's not true. But the order um, is on the stats you, page. That is right, as far as my understanding goes. Yeah. So when you consider the shipping implications of that. Yeah. No, I know. It was a. Uh, it was nice working for you, Linus. Yeah. No, it's fine. I will probably be cut for budget reasons. No, you're fine. <laughs> um. Thanks, Europe. No, you're gonna, you're gonna be retained for budget reasons. Yeah. Internship. Okay, at least um, at least quite a few people have taken Mercy and ordered a screwdriver. Nice. I should have said, have Mercy order a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> order 40 backpacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's an option. That'll save on shipping costs. Let's see. What else? Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort by um, gross margin. Okay. And I'm just going to suggest some things you guys might want to order. <laughs> uh the abcs of gaming it's good Board it's good book. it's good i actually get feedback often that both the abcs of gaming and the blocks thing the letter sorter yes thing, shape sorter i think we're out of stock of the shape sorter so don't uh, don't focus on well, that all right abcs of gaming though lots of stock um uh okay i already said desk pads so that's good uh, I already said water bottles, so that's good. We, we do make money on those things. You can order stick locks, the little joystick covers for your for your for your controllers. Um, I don't know some underwear. <laughs> do you need underwear? It's good underwear. <laughs> oh, we're making our way into stuff that's just more like normal margins and cargo shorts. I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, whatever. It's fine. Um, if I wanted to get backpacks for 40 ish people, is there any better way to order than just through the store? Uh, I think we have some bulk order thing coming. I eventually. think in the long term, we're working on some kind of like, like just, just thing where you just, it says in quantities of 10 plus, it goes down to whatever, because we've had a number of, no, we haven't had many people ask us about that for the backpack, but we've had a lot of people ask about it for screwdriver. Hey, I want to outfit my whole shop with them. Uh, 40 backpacks. I mean, yeah, I think we could probably swing a deal for you. I think the best thing to do would be to contact customer service if you're actually serious about that. And we could, we could work something out. Another question you might know. Uh, someone in full plane chat, if I order two pieces of the same mystery thing, will they make sure to send two different ones? We ask them to. Sometimes they bung it up. <laughs> Seems fair enough. Yeah. So hopefully not. Yeah. Split screen is breaking everything down. Can you stop? By his by his own admission, ABCs of gaming, stick locks, underwear are highest margin in that order. I was pretty transparent about just scrolling through. I guess so. With that said, a margin percentage is not necessarily reflective of how profitable something is. So ABCs of Gaming is really high gross margin, but has much higher handling cost proportionally compared to something that costs more because it's $14.99, but our handling cost is like in the dollars. So if I had something that was 40 bucks and had less percentage margin... I could probably still make more money on that because it's easier to absorb that handling fee. So it's it's complicated, but um, sort of yes. <laughs> All right. Um, 
We are not going to be able to address every merge message, guys. Uh, no. Tonight. I can't. That is actually impossible. But what we can do is get through the rest of our topics. How's it going, Dan? The PlayStation 5 Pretty Access good. Controller is coming out in December. So cool. This I'm actually is super, super hyped cool. about this. Uh, it's launching globally on December 6th. The controller is highly customizable, comes with multiple styles of buttons and joystick caps, and can be programmed with up to 30 control profiles. The button layout is fully customizable, and the buttons can be disabled to stop accidental presses if you happen to have a condition that would make that likely. The suggested retail price is $90, which is $20 more than a standard first-party PlayStation 5 controller, but $40 less than the Xbox Adaptive Controller, which has been the standard and accessible controller since it launched five years ago. And is also super cool. Just to give them a shout-out, too. They did this first. Yep. I'm very, very happy that this one exists. Uh, I'm really hoping it's PC-compatible as well. Um, I also really like that it's quite different than yeah. the Adaptive Controller. Yeah, that's so, super cool. As we move towards a future where more and more games are multi-platform anyway, if the difference in accessibility controller designs means that we can actually hit a wider variety of gamers overall, that's that's awesome. A hundred percent. Exactly. I, this is great. I also think that there's a lot of opportunity here for... Um, for people that, that don't technically need the functionality of a, of a different controller, but could find cool ways to use it. Yeah, it's, it's a cool. very interestingly designed controller. I could absolutely see people using this uh, for like video editing applications. Sure, um, Tons of different things. And it's, I, I've heard some people being like, oh, I wish people didn't buy it for that. Cause there, so there's more availability for the people that need it. No, you want people to buy it for that because then they make more and they keep investing in the platforms. So. It's good. Yeah. It's very good. This is very exciting. The more people buy it, the, the, the quicker they're able to amortize their tooling costs. That's no, a good thing. Someone, someone in full playing chat says, nothing says a PlayStation controller is PC compatible. Yeah, I don't know if it's out yet. Uh, it's PlayStation. I would kind of expect it to be eventually, maybe not on launch. Maybe they'll make figure it out later down the line or something. I don't know. But um, PlayStation and Sony do seem to be embracing PC stuff a lot more lately. So I would be personally pretty surprised if it was if it didn't become compatible or if it wasn't compatible from the start. Speaking of uh, PlayStation exclusives, are you gonna play Final Fantasy 16 on PlayStation? No. You're gonna wait for PC. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I'm not buying a PlayStation for that. I heard it's really good. Yep. David said he literally cried more playing that game than any other piece of media he's ever consumed. You know he when it's also going to be really good? the whole thing and then started playing it again immediately. Whoa. Yeah, that's and like, yeah. For a single player game. Yeah, I'm like. For like a long one too. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted. It will still be good when it comes out on PC. Yeah, you're also, right. Also, you could probably just borrow one from work. I know. That's that's the principle of the thing. Yeah. If I don't think it's like worth buying a console over, I'm not gonna Yeah. Whatever. You'd also like how do you feel about PlayStation controllers? I, I just we just talked them up on their on their new controller. No and I apologize because I'm sense, very happy you're doing okay, that. Okay, in general no, but the dual sense is actually excellent. I just can't my hands can't handle How much time have you spent with a dual sense? It's bigger. It's more ergonomic. Oh. Wait, what? I thought they were all called DualSense. No, no, no. DualShock. Oh. Zero minutes, probably. Okay. No, DualSense is excellent. The okay. ergonomics okay. are a lot better. The old PlayStation controllers, I, I would rather use a Duke, 
Like, I can't hold... No, the old ones are terrible. Yeah. And anyone who says they're not terrible is a fanboy. I'm sorry. I've never understood the draw. Other than just people obviously, being used to it. obviously, I'm being combative. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone's hands it's are fine. shaped a little it's bit fine. differently. It's okay if you actually do like the Dual Shock, but the Dual Sense is markedly better. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. But yeah, anyways, I am stoked that they made this controller. A lot of the features of it look absolutely fantastic. Very happy they're entering the space. Having some amount of competition is super cool. Uh, having it not just be Microsoft, as much as Microsoft did a fantastic job with their accessibility controller, having there be some options is great. If you're a PlayStation-specific gamer, but you have a really hard time with controllers, now having this option is fantastic. I hope they bring it to PC. It's just very cool that um, people that need it have more options. I think that's great. I don't think there's anything bad to say about it, really. Want to see something funny? Can you guess where the WAN show started on this sales per hour graph? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, whatever. I'll just show you guys. Ah, you can't see, but there's there's a basically it goes like oh, the gosh. day. There's like a spike, and there's like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Nvidia might be leaning on board partners to avoid Intel. Arc Battle Mage collaborations. According to Russian YouTube channel Pro High Tech, an inside source leaked that NVIDIA is threatening to limit chip shipments or stop working with board partners that launch products based on Intel's Battle Mage. This allegation is currently unconfirmed, but um, is consistent with NVIDIA's past alleged behavior, such as pushing partners in its GeForce program to use completely distinct branding on AMD graphics cards before eventually backing down. Our discussion tactic, is this a realistic, our discussion question, is this a realistic tactic coming from NVIDIA and what's the motive here? The motive is twofold. The motive is profit, obviously, but even more importantly, control. NVIDIA is one of those companies that is all about control, controlling the messaging, controlling the experience. And there are a lot of good things about NVIDIA controlling the experience. Because if I was NVIDIA, would I want, who I consider to be my customer, to be at the mercy of ASUS software mm. or an MSI guide? <laughs> and I'm even, pick <laughs> I'm even picking relatively big board partners here. Yeah. Right? No, no, I wouldn't want that. And I'm sure Nvidia has been burned many a time. But uh, I would I want my product <laughs> would I want my product to be devalued by by partners who are who don't respect me and themselves enough to make margin. So you know this is one of those things I feel like I I have talked about before, but I haven't talked about in a long time. It's a very different cultural approach businesses western businesses versus eastern businesses to mm -hmm. um sustainability so western businesses do have a tendency to protect their margins and i'm talking specifically about the technology industry i don't know anything about you know the financial industry or insurance or whatever i don't want to talk about any of that because that's not my expertise but when it comes to tech western businesses have a tendency to protect their margin to protect the value of their product to protect their ability to continue to invest in r d also to protect their shareholders let's not kid ourselves that's a major factor Whereas what you tend to see with Eastern businesses is a bit of a race to zero. Well, we can slash the margin. 
We'll make it up in volume. We've got the production capacity. We have to use it. Whereas, and, and neither is necessarily correct, but if you are a Western business that values protecting the value of the product by not discounting it too much, and you know that your Eastern board partners are going to, would slit each other's throats for a nickel and are going to try to push each other out of business by running at zero margin for as long as possible, um, you're kind of sitting there going, well, if none of you are going to make money anyway, and we know that the market can bear a higher price for the product, well, then I'll just take the margin. And I think that's one of the things that has driven NVIDIA over the years to take more and more and more and more of the profit away from their board partners and go, okay, well, there's a consolidation effect because more and more board partners are dropping out, whether it's the BFGs of the world or the EVGAs sad. of the world. Also sad. Right? And so if you guys want to make money by making no profit margin but doing lots of volume, well, then this is great for you because fewer and fewer companies are able to survive as a board partner. And it's great for us because we'll just take more of the overall profit margin um, based on the MSRP. And you have no way of pushing the price lower because you're not the one actually making any money. And all the money you make is in, is in kickbacks that we give you if you play nicely. So NVIDIA is all about making money, yes, but they're all about control so why do they not want their partners building arc battle mage products well because all of a sudden a they will lose some money because there will be more battle mage out there and probably battle mage will be a more viable option than our uh, than alchemist has been and b because that will give their partners leverage against them leverage in the form of margin leverage in the form of marketing and brand positioning and leverage in the form of not needing nvidia so much that they'll just bend over and take whatever nvidia is giving i don't i i'm pretty sure they've literally said this is not the plan and i don't necessarily foresee it happening but it yeah. would be pretty sick if evga re-entered the gpu space by making like whatever the third or fourth iteration of Intel cards is or something like that. As far that. as I'm concerned, it would be sick if EVGA survived. Yeah. Based on recent rumors, that's not a given, but they have said that everything's fine. Then again, I, I haven't checked if there's been any updates in the last week. Me neither. I mean, now I Let's feel like see if like we I can still to... buy lanyards. Yeah, nothing since seven, eight days ago, it looks like. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Anyway, yeah, I, I would love to see EVGA come back as an Intel board partner, and I'd love to see an Intel, um, an Intel GPU that is legit competitive. Uh, Arc Alchemist is only competitive because Intel is just eating it on every single chip, as far as I can tell. Like those are enormous pieces of silicon compared to what AMD and Nvidia are shipping at those price points, and that's where the cost is. Thankfully, Intel runs their own fabs, so, you know, they can uh, <laughs> kind of play a little loose with the numbers. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also really glad that Intel hasn't bailed because there were, speaking of rumors about yeah. know, exits, yeah. there were a lot of rumors swirling about the Intel Arc graphics division, and it looks like uh, Nooks are gone, Arc is still around. I, 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 I forgot about that. When I heard about them killing Nooks, I was wondering if that's where some of the lines kind of got crossed. I doubt it. No? Yeah, I really doubt it. Those are such different business units. And a lot of the rumors were really specifically about ARC. 
and because of things that were happening with Arc. Right. Yeah, yeah. I will give it to Intel. They adamantly and the whole time said they were not going to shut it down. Yeah, but that's what everyone does. Google also was like about to launch new games on Stadia. And then we're like, see you later. But then that's Google. And then just launched new top-level domains and then killed their domain company. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. All right. Next topic. Oh, this is actually kind of cool. Ancient Windows updates are now available. Windows Update Restored, a community project, is restoring functionality to the old update pages for defunct versions of Windows. Uh, From launch, the site will support Windows 95, Windows NT, Windows 98 First and Second Edition, Windows Millennium Edition, and Windows 2000 is planned to be added for the future. The updates will be available for download, but the group stresses that it is unaffiliated with Microsoft and these old updates are provided at in an as-is state for archival purposes. I really hope Microsoft doesn't be a dick and make them pull this down. I agree. I also want to make an additional note that none of the operating systems listed are secure in any way. And should not be used online. Yes. These updates are to help people get retro machines going so they can play old games or do whatever. Or run their old CNC. Sure. Or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, run I thought it purely from like a... I want to have fun perspective, but there's tons of applications where this would be helpful for shops and, and different commercial places that still use very old computers that aren't connected to the internet because they don't need to be because they do the same thing for 30 years. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You said this wasn't a major topic, which is why it's... You said this was a rapid, rapid fire. What? Like a super minor topic. Which I think bit? this is a huge deal. Battalion 1944 ah. is refunding all their crowdfunding backers. I just didn't want to talk about the hammer. The oh, oh, you just don't want to talk about the coal bar? Yeah. Ugh, but this is so cool. <laughs> this is what we always say. Like you should do. This is very cool. Is it's also p- kind of uh, sad that it didn't work out for them. Yeah, but it's also but, super cool. Yeah. Seven years after World War II shooter Battalion 1944 received four hundred and ten thousand dollars via Kickstarter, developer Bulkhead Studios is offering a full refund to all backers as an apology for a late launch and failing to deliver the console release promised by their crowdfunding campaign. Communication with Kickstarter backers dried up back in 2018, leaving the community to speculate. Bulkhead then parted ways with the game's original publisher, Square Enix, in 2022. The developer was acquired this past December by Splash Damage, who, after finding out that Bulkhead was still trying to save money to provide a refund, so cool. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know this part. Offered to help resolve the issue. That is so cool. Backers who want a refund will have to respond within 30 days, and refunds will be issued in the following three months after that window has closed. Which all sounds fair enough. Uh, you don't want to be dealing with this for literally ever. Um, this is amazing. Big ups to Splash Damage. Yeah. And obviously Bulkhead, but also Splash Damage. Yeah, so uh, Joe Brammer replied to a question about, like, can someone provide some context on why this happened? Generally, when a Kickstarter goes belly up, uh, the money is just gone. And so Joe says, this isn't a sustainable model refunding money we definitely spent no Uh, but what's important to us is how public we made our commitment to our players and being gamers ourselves this is how we would want to be treated it was much later than anticipated and the physical rewards were not delivered it's not about the money it's about ethos for us yeah 
Super 100%. cool. This is exactly what I was saying when I talked about that um, that Calios rebirth with the partnership with uh, Streetcom, right? So you want to continue to exist. You got to make it right. Yeah, exactly. You want you want to you want to be taken seriously. Well, it doesn't matter that you spent that Kickstarter money. What matters is what you said you were going to do and whether or not you did it. I don't, I don't. So uh, some context here, guys. This was a previous WAN show that maybe you didn't watch. But Calios was the company that promised fanless cooling cases to a bunch of backers. People paid like, what was it, like 500 bucks or whatever it was. I don't remember the exact amount, 400 $500 or euro or something. And ultimately, they didn't deliver. And now a new case is coming from Calios in partnership with Streetcom that's going to cost twice as much. And what they're offering for the original backers is a coupon code off the new one for the value of their original backing. And I basically said, okay, that should be an option, but this is something that costs twice as much. And you said you were going to deliver a product and you never did. And it's been like however many years. It's been years. And they were, I said, the other option should be a refund. If people want the money back, they should get the money back. And they were like... We've considered it and no. And I basically said, okay, then I'm not going to cover your product. I'm sorry. That's just not going to be how this works because that's the correct thing to do. And it's not that much money. To be clear, I think it was like half a million dollars or something like that. And half a million dollars is a lot of money. But in the context of being a business and operating with integrity, well, then that's the question, right? Is your integrity worth half a million dollars to you? And if it's not, then you right like i just i'm sorry i then you suck and you know what if you never exist again and if you are, are actually bankrupt and not operating anymore fine okay well then you know not not you then i'm sorry it didn't work out and you know i guess we all tried assuming that you actually did but if you are still operating still making money and you don't even have a path to providing a refund when you offered a product and people gave you money and then you never delivered it then f*** you, you suck. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. That's all I have to say about that. I'm attempting to help with merch messages. Uh, next topic, I guess. Uh, old U.S. telecom cables are leaching lead near children. A recent and other people. A recent investigation by the Wall Street Journal has uncovered significant lead leaching from over 2,000 lead-insulated legacy telecom cables. The journal took soil and water samples from nearly 130 cable sites, which were then tested by several independent laboratories. These tests found significant leaching in 48 locations, including sites near popular community fishing spots, neighborhoods, playgrounds, and schools. The cables were part of the old Bell system and were mostly laid from the 1880s up to the 1960s. The cables were then inherited by modern telecoms who abandoned the cables and left them in place after they were replaced by fiber optic cables sheathed in plastic. According to the investigation, the companies knew the risk posed by these abandoned cables, but failed to properly monitor the cables for degradation. Successor telecoms, including AT&T and Verizon, have stated a willingness to address concerns, but have likewise denied that the cables are a public health hazard. Obviously. Because why would lead be a public health hazard? It's great. Tastes good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not surprised at all. Um, the 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 various ways that telecoms and ISPs in the states have just completely screwed over the country is 
kind of fascinating to me. Like the billions of dollars that the government gave them to do fiber stuff. And then they just like read the contract and realized that they never actually had to do it. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And just actually never did it was astonishing. Wendell, I think, did an amazing video on that. Yeah, like uh, wild. I think he the might fact have done that people aren't like absolutely insanely up in arms over that is crazy to me. Like, man, ah, uh, man, how do I find that? I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's like some name for it. It might have been back when he was with Tech Syndicate. I'm not sure, mm. but I'm pretty sure that he did a thing on that at some point, guys. If you know, if you can find the video, post it in the Flow Plane chat. Uh, or maybe I'm just completely imagining it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the sort of thing he would talk about too. Some, someone's going to post the it. The Book of Broken Promises, $400 billion broadband scandal and free the net. I'm not sure if this is exactly what I'm talking about, but I think so. By the end of 2014, America will have been charged about $400 billion by the local phone incumbents, Verizon, AT&T, and CenturyLink for a uh, fiber optic future that never showed up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is it. $400 billion, And they were just like, nah. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Actually nuts. The, uh, like, blah. the fact that this isn't talked about all the time is wild to me. <laughs> it, comes up, it comes to about $4,000 to $5,000 per household. From 1992 to 2014. Which would have actually been enough to run fiber to every household. Yeah. Like, like America actually whoa. had a plan to invest in high-speed fiber optic networking like, no, to every address in the country. is going to be the best in the world. And then none. it just wasn't. And they spent the money to do it. And then it just never happened. Like, whoa. I don't... It's just... Wow. And you you think like, right, this is $400 billion. That's back in 2014. Interest, baby. It's way more than that. It's so much money. Oh, man. Whew. Let's see. What today? $515 billion. Nice. With interest. Or inflation. Nice. Did I say interest? Yeah, I meant inflation. Sorry. I think, it's really late. I think it's time to do some more merch messages. Dan hasn't really been updating the thing. I'm actually not even sure if he's working based on his posture, <laughs> but that's fine. If he's on break, he's earned it. Uh, I think it's time for Wancho After Dark. <laughs> Is this count of merch messages at 4,000 uh, correct? To... Yeah, you got to refresh. Is it like broken? Webhooks breaking and then resending as far as... I'm okay, so not that many. Uh, I mean, it's... No, it'll only show you 230 of them. Uh, okay, so, wait. How many do you see on your screen as I believe incoming? the merge message count is at 621. I think I'm that's trying accurate. to refresh the page, and it's taking about 1,000 years. Yeah, I can't do this effectively, unfortunately, because they're coming in one every, like, four to five seconds, and it takes me, like, 20 seconds just to show one. I see. Um, so I can't... I'm trying. I'm trying to find ones that Dan, are you're there. very trying, but that's not what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I feel like that today. Wow. <laughs> no, wow. it's just it's, it's, my mom would always take those low-hanging fruit. I can't resist them. <laughs> I would feel bad if you didn't, honestly. <laughs> like they make me happy. <laughs> yeah. No, they make me smile. Don't worry, Dan. I would never go easy on you. Uh, um, I know that's not how you'd like it. 
Or wait, okay, this is getting no, no, not like that. Not like HR, that. Just... HR. No, no, not HR. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I if I just so. shout not HR, then it's okay. We just fire her over the weekend, what's your, what's and your then it won't be a problem. What's your safe word? My safe word is HR. <laughs> I'm blushing. Uh, oh. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, where were we? Uh, curated messages. I guess I can do that. I do you want saved, me to do that I so saved you can this. power through? I can't power through. I can't, do, I can't do anything. You can't do anything? I mean, I can just click, I can click show five or ten times and then wait for it to update, and then they duplicate, so... I'm doing my best. Um, I've okay. been responding to things and it's been working. I don't know why I can't, and my my laptop okay. as well. Well, c can you view curated? Cause... Yeah, yeah, I can do that. No okay, problem. well, I'll try to do the responding best I can. Yeah, if you want to go through some of the, uh, okay. the potential. So yeah, uh, so so Luke, you're gonna be the one on merch messages while yeah. I also try to reply while also answering them, and then Dan will just continue to have his fingers be on fire or no i can't just no his, there. his is not functioning for some reason oh try try control f5 i mean i've tried that on this computer he, he knows and this computer don't okay. patronize him i don't know he knows control f5 it's past midnight dude no, i'm on oh, now it's all not, not quite, yet not quite not yet not quite, not quite. i only say i only see 218 how many do you have on your dashboard oh 219 218 and then in a few minutes it'll be 400 and then a thousand, and then yeah, like, mine is constantly breaking as well. But we gotta, we gotta make do. I'm trying my it best. It functions. Every time that it breaks for me, it's pretty obvious, and I just refresh it. And then that's it's what fine. I've been doing. Yeah, so we can keep going. Okay. okay. Do you it's, want it's some not, curated? It's not like actually crashing. It's just no. It's just slow. Yeah. Give us some curated. Go go. Sure. Uh, hello. I've been wondering if you would or will be releasing a desk pad with a wrist rest built in. No. Never easy. Yeah, I I can't um I can't think of any really compelling reason for us to do that. Why build the VCR into the TV when you could sell both? Well, no, it's not that. No, but VCR TVs suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like a wrist I'd... rest with a mouse pad on it is not what you want. You yes. want a wrist rest and a mouse pad. I mean, I could I could see there being room to like build a better wrist rest. You know, like, uh, like, I don't know, like a super thin metal plate that goes on your desk and then it like has a hyper strong magnet so you can like put it wherever you want or something like that. We've you know, even whatever. talked about certain wooden ones we could make, stuff like that. Oh. Nothing against having a wrist rest at Magnetic some point. Magnetic wrist rest. Yeah. Could we do, that. do that. But it shouldn't be attached. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, magnetic. Oh, yeah, you could just sell things to go under. Yeah. So it doesn't, you could just have one of our mouse, or uh, our mouse pads that already exist and yeah. then just. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah. Sure, why not? Okay. We we'll probably right. have the magnet research. Good idea. You know, down pat at this point. Okay. Oh, I see what Dan means. The messages actually duplicate. Yeah. So you, yeah. so it's like two yeah, of the same but, message. Okay, but, I only managed to reply to one before it did it. But just ignore that and move on. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, man, things move around a lot. It does. It's okay. hard. I'm just saying it's technically functioning. And if we work instead of complain, we'll get more things done. Okay, boss. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Now I feel bad. <laughs> that was fun. 
Mine tripled now. <laughs> Just move on. Just scroll. There's 200 of them. I'm sure you can find more. There's more than 200. The sure. 200 is fake. That's fine. But just just scroll and find oh, more. Oh, man. This is hilarious. I I love WAN Show. Give us another one, Dan. No, you're the one giving us ones. No, it's not. Hi, yes, from it Quebec is. City. <laughs> you inspired me to put my old gaming PC to use. And it's now a Plex NAS server. Is it worth buying NAS drives for it, or do regular drives work just the same for this usage? It's one of those things where, honestly, even for me, it's hard to tell how much of the marketing is real and how much of it's marketing. There are advantages to drives that are built with more resiliency against vibrations from nearby drives. With that said, even desktop drives are designed to operate with yeah. a couple drives nearby. So it all kind of depends on how much capacity you're building out and how demanding your use case is. Um, I'd say that up to a certain point, it's more important to have a couple drives for redundancy than to use the right drives necessarily. Hi, LLD. I work in quality assurance where I have to answer to and eliminate quality issues. And I was wondering, <laughs> that, sorry. Yeah, uh, the way you wrote cut. that initially, really. Uh, issues? Yeah, Our cut, job sorry. is to eliminate quality. <laughs> that would be a fun job. <laughs> like actual, like professional <laughs> shit disturber. That'd be great. Yeah, sorry, I got cut off at the sec uh, for a bit there. Uh, I was wondering how you manage your supplier's quality issues. Uh, example, corrective actions, RMAs, etc. I mean, the biggest one is you kind of, you have to approach everything in good faith, right? Like we had that issue with the carabiners on the backpack and we kind of said, okay, look, we messaged this to the customers as, hey, we're, we're going to get you taken care of. Trust me, bro. Um, you know, we still want to work with you. So how do we solve this problem together? How we understand that you, you know, didn't ship us a thing that was durable, but we didn't catch it. So um, let's find a way to share the responsibility in a way that allows us to continue working together and build more backpacks and keep making our customers happy. Um, and you know, that's really approaching things in good faith with the intention of continuing to work together, I think is the foundation of the way that we engage in sort of supplier relations. Uh, when, when things are too bad though, the answer is, uh, Hey, see you later. Uh, Cause that's the most powerful card you can play, right? There's more than one t-shirt supplier right i'm currently at a startup how did you manage people wearing multiple hats and how do you let them grow or fit into a single hat role as the company grew how do you did you how did you title people wearing lots of hats we are currently we sucked at titling a oh, lot i think we still do we're working on that we're working on all that yeah. The thing is, I, I feel like to a lot of our viewers for whom we are a huge amount of their media consumption, we are a big company. We're not a big company. We're, We're a, a small to medium sized barely, company. Barely a medium company. In the grand scheme of things. And we have a lot of operational and organizational problems that are probably the same as what you have at your startup because our founder has ADD. <laughs> Which is very likely, if you're at a startup, the same as yours. <laughs> that's a stereotype, and that's hurtful. It's cool, though. It's a good and thing. And true. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, insert greeting. I'm a 20-year-old IT tech at AMSP. How would you deal with management when they want to replace working on computers and don't believe in cloning? It just moves the problem. I think what? They don't believe in cloning? And they want to move working on computers? How would you deal with management when they want to replace working on computers? To replace working on computers. And don't believe in cloning. Oh, your computer has a problem. Here's a new computer. We'll just throw it out, is my assumption. Want to replace working. Don't believe in cloning. You have an issue with your laptop? We're just going to throw that laptop out and give you a blank new one. But we won't clone your software. We won't clone the drive? Yeah. That's okay. my assumption. Well, that's inconvenient um, and stupid. Like, tell them they need to figure it out. Maybe give them an educational session, maybe. Got them. Try to share the knowledge. It's just not good. So, like, they're probably missing something, I hope. So, yeah, maybe try to be educational about it. I don't know. Use money. They like that. Yeah. 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 Explain. You are literally burning money for no reason. Stop Here's it. how we could not burn money. Most business people will like that. How much electronics engineering do I you know, do? I seem to like burning money. Hmm? Sorry. You're just very effective <laughs> at it. What'd you say? I said, I seem to like burning money. Yeah. Yeah. You've Bad perfected the Bad. art. I'm having an interesting day. Uh, how much electronics engineering do you do in-house at LDT? I'm an electrical engineer that has thought occasionally, that has uh, occasionally considered as a half-joking uh, applying and moving to Canada from Finland. Oh, and thanks for free shipping. We only hired our first dedicated electronics engineer, I think, like a few months ago. I think he's still like a probationary employee, technically. Um, no, no, not not probationary anymore. But yeah, we we we've had some some jack of all trades uh, engineers who have some experience in electronics engineering, but we only we only now recently have our our first dedicated one. I think that what you're going to see is like mechanical engineers where we had one for a long time and then finally had two and then launched screwdriver and now we have four <laughs> like just immediately doubled it because we have proven that we can launch hey that worked a yeah a mechanically engineered product and be profitable right um so I think like that you're going to see the electronics team hammer away at something for a few years, <laughs> finally launch something, we're going to crush it, and then, you know, double down, triple down. Um, but that's like, that's a natural, that's a natural business cycle, right? Like you don't just go all in and hire a team of 10 people to do something you've never done before and just like hope for the best, right? Like, sure, if you're Alphabet or you're Apple or whatever, you can have these moonshot projects, but we're still pretty small as we were just discussing. And I don't think that's realistic for us. So, um, yeah, I would expect us to need more electronics engineering in the future, but it's not something that we're just sort of immediately going to start hiring a bunch of people for. Ideal, I recently began the revision process of my first novel. I was curious if any of you have any creative ventures or stories in the backs of your minds. Would you ever write a book of any kind? It would take me a very, very long time. I'd rather write a game. Yep. Like I'd rather write an RPG style game or something like that. Like I, I always love the 
the Final Fantasy, you know, ragtag group saves the world from, you know, overbearing some powerful organization or whatever. Uh, I just I, I, I just worry it wouldn't be very good because I wouldn't want to just, you know, write small things and practice. I would want to go straight for the big project and I would get to the end and it would just suck. And then it would all have been kind of a waste of time, but not a waste of time because you practiced, but definitely a waste of time because I'm not going to do the proper one now. So I just think I'll probably never end up doing it. I have roughly... I'm not even going to get into it. Next one. Do you think that 16 by 9 will remain the standard, or will 21 by 9 or higher become more widely used? Man, 16 by 9 is so entrenched at this point. I just don't know if it's realistic seeing how much content is designed for it. Hmm. You know what? I take all of that back. Yes, I think we're going to see a lot more variety in aspect ratios once modular displays become more commercially viable. Micro LED, for example, already exists in modular form for consumers as long as you have, you know, $300,000, $400,000 to spend or whatever, whatever it costs for one of those these days. Um, and I think what technology, I mean, TV is the... The, the march towards ever larger, ever lower prices has just never stopped, even as every other industry has struggled, you know, microprocessors or phones or whatever else. Um, so I, I, I feel like it's inevitable for those to come down to the point where they're 500 bucks. And yeah, you can decide if you want a more cinematic aspect ratio or a more, you know, gaming oriented, smaller one so that it fits comfortably within your, you know, your sharpest area of your vision or, or whatever else. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think that will be a thing. And it'll be more it'll be more modular. Kind of excited for that, actually. That'd be super cool. Good evening, LLD. What is the dream sponsor that y'all have worked with or have always wanted to work with? I'm hearing animals. Hey, what was that? That was a fart. It sounded like a cat <laughs> meow. Oh, God, it's scared the crap out of me. It's really late and dark, and there's cats in me, here. But I thought there was a cat. And I was like. <laughs> That's, that's a new development. We have an office cat. Oh. Nope, just Linus's butt. It's dark in here. Now I'm scared. Uh, what was I saying? <sighs> oh, yeah, dream sponsor. Yeah, yeah it's ever been a dream sponsor if you wanted to work with. A or the, dream or that have, sponsor. Or that I've got to work with, yeah. You know what? I'll say my dream sponsor is Apple, just because it would be hilarious. <laughs> oh. yeah, that's a good answer. I like that. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a wild day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, hey, Linus, seeing that you're making a precision driver, how much of a conflict of interest would that be with iFixit? Um, I would like to think that iFixit's going to be chill. I don't think we've actually like talked to them directly about it yet, but the reality of it is, um, you know, we're, we still love their products. We still love what they do. We're never going to even begin to approach what I believe is their true value, which is all the replacement parts and the guides that the they guides. offer. Yeah, wow. um, I don't think that we're going to be price competitive with them. Our, our precision driver will be a more premium product and it'll have benefits that probably don't make sense for what they're trying to do, which is make repairability accessible to the masses. Whereas we're really targeting professionals who are going to use this thing day in, day out for years. Um, so it's, it's just a different product. Um, 
yeah, I, I'd like to think that it's going to be pretty cool. But um, I mean, hey, if they pull their sponsorship, you know, realistically, a huge part of why we're building out our physical goods business is so that we don't have to be reliant on sponsors. So if people want to work with us and they they have you know strong integrity and um, they're getting a good return on on that partnership with us, then hey, that's great. As long as everybody's winning, let's work together. But in the forever term, we don't want to be reliant on anybody. We want to be a, an independent entity. And so, you know, that means diversification. And that means that if we're having a lot of success in tools, you're going to see more tools from us. And if that upsets people who also sell tools, well, sorry. Yeah. Competition is good. You've always said that. We I believe that know. when other people make new tech channels, and we believe that when we make tools and clothes and whatever else. Hi, LLD. Always fun to catch the show live. I'm sending a message in hopes of pushing to 24-hour WAN. Where <laughs> will the schedule for the LTX live streams be posted? I want to be able to engage with the chat. LTX is going to be mostly VOD. We are doing WAN show live from LTX. But if you're expecting there to be a bunch of live streams during LTX, I or wait, hold on. What is the plan for like panel? No, panels and stuff are not going to be live. Yeah, it's going to be all VOD because it's going to simplify things a lot for the crew. That's why we decided on that. As far as I'm aware, it's yeah, it's just WAN show. And if it's not going to be, you have to tell me immediately. It's just WAN show. Okay, good. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, now the curated are duplicated too. Uh, any updates on uh, LTT Sandal? Thanks for the free shipping. Yeah, actually, Matthew from our Creator Warehouse team um, got a proposal from a company that was willing to work with us to develop a sandal. Overall cost was going to be probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 to 120 grand before we actually produced a single sandal, which is not entirely unreasonable for design consultation molding. Molding is huge because you can't just reuse the molds from the dis different sizes. You got to do all these different sizes and stuff. Um, and we kind of looked at it and went, does this even make any sense? You know, like with Marquez's shoe, right? Like where he, um, where he collaborated with Adams, um, they're going to keep selling that shoe in perpetuity, right? Like they're going to sell that shoe forever. It was just a colorway. So that, that molding cost is getting amortized over a much, much greater number. I mean, theoretically, as long as their business is successful, but over yeah. a much greater number of customers than Marquez could reach with his YouTube channel. And, you know, if we, if we were planning to build a shoe empire and, you know, try to be carried at, you know, the shoe store in the mall or whatever else, like, yeah, sure, maybe. But just to sell directly through our store, I just don't know if it's, I don't know if it's realistic. Like with something like the screwdriver, yeah, we, there was a vision there. We saw the potential to build a better screwdriver and we saw the overlap with our, with our viewer base. Whereas while most of you will probably build a computer at some, at some point in your life, I don't think it's fair to say that most of you want a similarly premium sandal. Some, <laughs> sure. You know, plenty of Germans ordering tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> but I don't think I could say most. And so it's just, it's not good business. It's not smart business. And I, I think that we 
I think we reached the right decision when we decided to put that on ice for now. Good God, Europe still looks like this. This is based on recent orders. <laughs> it's not just like everything from the last hour or whatever. It's like real time, Luke. <laughs> what the heck? North America's cooling off though. It's getting late. That's good. Just chill, everyone. <laughs> Ten year, uh, sorry. Yep. To be clear, part of the goal of Lime Day was to improve liquidity. It was to raise some cash. We're definitely doing that. It wasn't to like spend new house money on shipping, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Last WAN show. <laughs> Ten years watching you guys make the good guy tech content that's always honest. Are there any AR or XR glasses that you feel are actually worth the cost at this stage? Rokid, Xreal, etc. I personally do not find them to be very compelling. Yeah. A big selling point for these things is it's like having a 100-inch screen. But the 100-inch screen is like 12 or 15 you know feet away once you you know the way the lenses are designed um, because you can't have a 100 inch screen that's like right here and takes up your whole field of view while also maintaining enough pixel density that the image will be fine enough with modern with modern um, micro screen technology right so I'm looking at it going my arms do work quite well and so a seven inch screen at this distance, is the same as a 100-inch screen at, like, 15 feet away. I'm sorry, what is the point of this exactly? And I don't really want something bolted to my face unless it's a very immersive, motion-tracked experience, like in VR. Um, so it's just, it's not a compelling product category for me. I think that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for making so much great content. How is Linus doing in his new position at work? Is he being more creative? Nothing different for now, to be honest with you. Taryn's not even in office too early. daily yet. Linus, have you looked at the Bengal JS2? It's a super simple smartwatch that seems to be the closest thing to a Pebble. It's 100% fully hackable and costs well under $100. Yeah, I... Um... It was in a pretty early state the last time I looked at it, and it was pretty janky. Um, it made me want my pebble back, is all I can really say about it. I remember taking apart the Atari 2600 cart adventure, touching the contact points and turning one of the dragons around in the game so it could not kill you. What are your best tinkering stories? Oh, wow. That's a really... I had never, I've never even heard of that. That's this. a great tinkering story. That's I don't think I'm going to be able to beat that. That's pretty cool. Absolutely not. Oh, man. I'm sure there's something, but that's a really good one. I feel like every tinkering story that I've had for the last like 13 years has been on YouTube. So I'd have to go back. Yeah. I thought Earlier of one for that. you, kind of, but it's on YouTube. Even some of my older stuff is on YouTube. Like, I could have talked about, uh, you know, some of the fun, like, case mods I did as a completely unskilled teenager, but we did a whole video about that. Yeah. And Luke was there, you know. Was, you know. Um. <laughs> uh, sure, okay. Uh, it's not really tinkering, but 
I um, would stealthily take my VCR TV combo and my SNES set up into my bunk bed after my parents thought I went to bed and set up my own like little private theater. My, my bunk bed was super cool. It was made of like solid plywood pieces. And so I would set up a little like curtain at the circular entrance hole that I had. I don't know if that was best for airflow. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is that um, I, I, would, I, I would prop up the TV on pillows and then I would like sit against the the other end and like watch TV and play video games. But like that's not I don't know it's not really tinkering. That's just as far back as I have to go in order to find something you guys don't already know about. <laughs> I was like nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all my favorite tinkering things are because of how fantastically janky they were, in like a way that I really enjoyed not right. because they were necessarily amazing like uh the using the mud flap of my car as a sound dampener for a water cooling pump that was sick i loved that was it better than just getting a piece of rubber to use a sound dampening material no not at all <laughs> but it was cool and it said like sunfire or whatever in my computer which was like kind of sick um i did there was one time where uh the power button on this computer case that i had didn't work because it was like some hand me down computer case from whoever and the power button was just screwed um but my motherboard had a physical power button on it so i rigged up this like multiple rubber band system with a pencil um so that i could reach under my monitor and just poke the eraser on the pencil and it would touch the power button and turn the computer on and it made it like it was actually like very convenient like pretty much just as actually more convenient than just using the power button on the computer so like that was cool i loved that i've told both of these stories before i don't know i fixed up those stupid nine bot go-karts to uh to not get caught on so they project, had little yeah. like rubber bumper things under them um that would get caught on grass and i love drifting around on them on the grass so I ripped the, or I not I ripped them off. I uh, I put bolts through them to hold them in place, and then I also had to um, kajigger some some hardware to put the seat pieces back together after some people at work borrowed them and were not careful with the seats. It's not really like tinkering, no. I'm just that's like fixing things. What about like, when you and Bob fixed that motherboard? I mean, yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't know if I consider that tinkering. Tinkering has almost like a recreational like playful, connotation. Yeah. Yeah, whereas that was not recreational. I was in compete to win yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. I was mad that it wasn't working. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, but yeah I don't know if I'd call it. It was a lot cooler either. than what ended up making it into the video for some reason. Like the edit oh, really? didn't really contain the drama. Basically, we had to like run a jumper between one of the fan headers. Yeah, and, I knew like, what you did. I thought it was sick. In order I didn't to make I, it work. It I wasn't really in the video, though. Yeah, some of the Scrapyard Wars edits, it's a lot of footage to go through. Yeah. Any thoughts on the new fully AI-designed RISC-V chip in China? And do you think AI will lower the barrier to entry for new players to enter the CPU or GPU markets? New players in those markets are tough. <laughs> weren't, weren't we like already using AI ages ago because yeah. the placement is so complicated like, the fact that llms exist doesn't mean that like ai applications just like doctor dr lisa sue came out like a couple days ago i think and said that ai chip design is basically the future and if you're not doing it you're you're done but 
I don't think that AI game drivers are going to happen anytime soon. So just because, and uh, what's what's what are they called? Moore Threads, that that Chinese company that built a, a built a GPU that like actually works. Um, I think that they're an excellent example of how you can have functioning hardware, but if your drivers aren't good, then no one's going to buy it, and your drivers are not going to be good, and they're not going to be good for a long time. Like Intel has invested so much money trying to do this, and they've even been building GPUs for 20 years or whatever. What advice would you give to a casual tech enthusiast who wants to protect their data from potential threats like Luke mentioned? I am worried about putting my trust in generic VPNs, for example. Man, there's a lot of best practices. You know, don't don't yeah. click anything suspicious. Have offsite backups for yeah. things. Um, ideally, offsite backups for things that are not always connected. Don't trust a VPN, which you are already you've already figured out. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that they they can't be helpful. They can be a useful tool in your in your personal security toolkit, but they are not like some kind of silver arrow, silver bullet, um, whatever. They're not. I also think like a decent idea is if you have like a partner or a, a very good friend or, or something like that, um, that you trust with that data, having a multi-admin approach is a pretty good idea. It 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 increases the amount of accounts, uh, accounts that could be attacked, but ideally the other person never really uses that account. So it's not going to get like session hijacked because they're not just logged into it all the time. Um, and it it makes it so that that stuff is recoverable. Um, if you have a single account access to something and said account gets uh, gets hijacked, um, you might just be screwed, and that sucks. And if you if they're consumer grade accounts rather than commercial ones, there may be no feasible way for you to recover it. Yep. Yeah, if you have a commercial grade account, you might actually have some like elevated customer support levels and and ways to prove that it's you through like payment information or something like that. Um, but if you don't, it gets a little bit more sketchy. So those would be the ways that I would do it personally. Um, but yeah. Last year, I ended up getting a Gigabyte 3080 gaming OC water force with a built-in water block. Turns out the block is nickel-plated aluminum. And they have been wrecking loops. Is there anything I can do? Oof. Swap the part so that you're not mixing metals anymore and try to ungunk as much as possible. You're probably gonna have to replace tubes. Cleaning the other parts in that loop is gonna be incredibly annoying. Yeah, the problem is that once Okay, so first of all, Let's once the nickel plating stuff. is worn off, you need to throw away that block. That block is not usable with any copper block. Um, the good news is that the the metal that gets uh, corroded is the aluminum. So your copper blocks may still be usable, but they may have aluminum deposits on them. So the good thing about that is that... Any the acid you can get that'll eat the aluminum off, but won't touch the copper. I'm not aware of a of a of a practical way to to mitigate that. But the good news is that 
the real risk in the long term of leakage is from aluminum blocks getting eaten away. And if your block is made of copper and just has some aluminum deposit on it, then that's not realistic. It just could hurt performance a little bit. I, I'm, this is all kind of like theoretical. I don't, I don't know. I've never really tried to advise anyone of like how to proceed because just replacing all your blocks in one go is not reasonable. Um, I, I would replace the the bad one. Yeah, I'd replace that for sure. You and have to tubes. do that. Um, tubes, you could probably just run a brush through them. I wouldn't worry oh, about the tubes. I just tubes. feel like they're going to look like crap forever. Yeah, I mean, they might not even be clear, though. I don't know. You oh, can, you can at least try. Enough. I'm used to doing clear tubes. Yeah, try and run but a yeah, brush through no, them and see enough. if they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know you said VR content doesn't get enough views, but are headset reviews at least evergreen, though? Uh, especially with how good, especially with how few good VR reviewers exist. Still waiting for MetaPro and XR Elite reviews. Do you know why there's so few good VR reviewers? Because it's niche. It's hard to be sustainable there, and there's just not enough product releases. So, you know, we'll hit major ones that make sense, like PSVR 2. We, we reviewed it because it was really important, and we had a lot to say about it. But that's the other thing, too, is... The innovation in the space has been so slow. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot to say about many of them. I'm definitely going to cover big screen beyond or whatever it's called, big screen VR. This is, a, just to throw a little thing in there, this is actually one of the reasons why I'm actually quite happy and excited about Apple's headset is because I think a lot of the directions that Meta was going in was just wrong. And I think that Apple doing that thing with the battery pack is really good because it's normalizing the idea of a tether that stays on you, yeah. but it's still technically a tether. So you can move, I know it's just battery right now, but you can move compute and battery off of your head. Like that's something that we need to do. We had wanted to do a sequel to that backpack video where the machine was more like, like very worn, you know, like, like GPU on your thigh yeah. and like, motherboard and cpu on your back or your chest or something like we were wearing a f the idea was that we'd be wearing a full gaming computer but just like spread out on the body so that the load isn't just isolated to one place and the reason we didn't do it was because that backpack one didn't perform well and not only didn't perform well like it was kind of janky no offense so it makes sense it didn't perform well but it also just it didn't seem to spark a lot of interest in no. seeing the idea explored more with people um so we were just like, oh, okay, VR is kind of not an interesting topic for that people. That was around the time that VR was sort of fading a little bit. So Weird. You've been diversifying your business interests quite a bit with media company, clothing, manufacturing, badminton, and drop testing. What are some other businesses you're thinking about going into? Well, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Um... No, the big thing for me is that I don't want to make those decisions anymore. Hitman business. One thing that occurred to me back when uh, David was modding his Vita and I was modding my Game Gear in that video that we kind of like co-hosted was, man, what a, what a broken space retro game console modding is. Like there's so much cool stuff out there, but everything is sort of frustratingly broken. Like you're either ordering from... You're either paying a ridiculous markup to get something in a reasonable amount of time, or you're waiting around forever with the hope that you'll eventually receive something, 
or you are waiting around forever for these really small niche companies to get enough pre-orders together to do a production run of something like i'm sitting there going man this could this is this is a niche that could benefit from someone who was just willing to say okay yeah i will take on the risk i will take on the inventory you build out a team of people to perform modifications because a lot of people just want you to do the mod for them uh, you build up the in-house expertise I, I think there's a ton of potential there oh my god who's gonna run it like i don't know like it would be it would be probably a really good use of capital and probably profitable but i just uh that sounds like a problem for the incoming ceo to figure out like sort of how to how to leverage the the successful businesses that we run to create to create more of them all in a way that is um you know still that still plays to our strengths which is which is tech obviously right Hi, LLD. I was trying to buy a second monitor to match my main one, which is not being sold anymore. Any idea where to start looking? eBay? eBay. Craigslist. Facebook Marketplace. Offer up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than... Google uh, eBay alternatives. <laughs> yeah. Buy two new ones and sell the old one. That too. Yeah, that is an option. What has been the quickest seller during Lime Days? Oh, um, wow. I, I guess you mean in terms of like unit count, probably. That's what most people think of. Uh, sure. Oh my God. Lime Day is officially like four days now because uh, today is not over yet. Um, but it's a new day. So let's go 12 to 15. Yeah, sure. I can tell you guys that. Uh, top selling item, short circuit hoodie. That was a wild deal. Um, yeah, we moved over 4,000 of them. I literally considered buying some for friends and family. And yeah. they were gone by the time I made my decision. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Get wrecked. Yeah. This is a common problem that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Hey, DL and L. I have been wondering if you're planning on any special colors for the stubby screwdriver. I'm asking so I know whether to buy one right away or wait. First merch message, let's go. Our intention in the long term is to um, is to explore new colorways for our tools, but I can't confirm anything specific with respect to the stubby after the all black and the black and orange. I think it's just going to depend on how it goes. If we launch stubby and we move like 500 units in the first day, um, you're only going to see black and black and orange for like years. But if we launch stubby and we move 15,000 units in the first day, then we're going to be sitting here going, well, it's going to be six months while we catch up on production. But after that, yeah, sure. I'd, you know, because every SKU you launch has R&D. <clears throat> Even if the R&D is just like, oh, does this color of plastic behave well with this handle mold? That is a different handle mold from our other handle mold. So the cooling times could affect it. You know, like that you can't take anything for granted if you're trying to have good quality, right? And so if we're not going to sell enough to justify the R&D, then we're not going to do it. And you have to sell enough of that actual skew. 
that actual colorway. You can't just say like, oh, well, we'll subsidize the like cool colorway with the, the basic one. No, if, if you don't sell enough of the cool one, then you just sell the basic one. It's that simple. So um, no promises. No promises. We have some bets internally. Uh, Nick and I are both more bearish on stubby screwdriver, but Kyle is super bullish. He's like, yeah, this thing's... And it's a good product. We all agree it's a great product. Nick and I just think it's a little more niche. Um, and Kyle thinks that the stubby screwdriver is hyper mainstream. So we're going to see who's, who's right about it. We ordered based on Kyle's prediction. So I hope he's right. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just going to have inventory for a long time. Hello, LLD. Do you guys ever miss five-hour WAN? It was great for background noise. I mean, I feel like we're on the fast track back toward it today. Not necessarily because we missed it, but just because... I miss a question, sorry. You guys, do we miss five-hour WAN? Oh, well, I don't even really care. To me, it doesn't matter how long WAN show is, because Linus is just going to be like four hours late for the show anyways. So, like, I, I don't have Friday nights, so why do I care how long WAN show is? So uh, screw it. Make it eight hours. Be nice to... Doesn't matter to me. Sleep at some point. Nope. Man, there's ones Weak. in here that I have definitely yeah. replied to. Um, yeah, just scroll further. Yeah, or but reload. Like, I just reloaded it, and it's still here, and I definitely replied to it. Okay, scroll further. No, the WAN show did not get held up because of badminton there. Now I can just archive it. I thought I replied to that one. Okay. Oh, Ooh, my God. I think the dashboard is quite broken. <laughs> oh, it's just blank now for you. And oh, I'm not, there we go. I'm not blaming anyone. This has been... A truly um, unprecedented load on it. <laughs> like, we are 35 minutes into today, and our total sales is what we would do in a typical day. So, 50 times higher than normal? Um yeah, that's not reasonable. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Neat. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's hard to stop looking at this. Mission accomplished. That's what I'll say. Man, uh, Jared asks, I'm a relatively new mainframe storage administrator and loved seeing your IBM Z16 video. Do you expect any mainframe tech to trickle down or influence consumer electronics anymore? I'd love to see more resiliency, but if anything, I feel like it's gone the other way. Consumer electronics have gotten kind of more disposable, whereas Z is all about being as resilient as possible. Um, just, man, like the way it handled memory and stuff, I thought was so cool. Like raid memory. Like what? Um, the, the fact that everything is hot swappable. I'd love to see more things be hot swappable. And I guess that's a trend that has trickled its way into consumer technology. I mean, Thunderbolt is basically hot swappable PCIe on the outside of your laptop. So that's, that's pretty sick. Um, I, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see everything be hot swappable and I'd love to see more resiliency, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Good afternoon, LLD. Buying random sweatpants because why not? How much did you expect to lose from line day, and how have you how, how much have you lost so far? I don't know. I actually do not know because a lot business because gross profit like like cost of goods sold or, or like like revenue minus cost of goods sold is actually positive. 
but that doesn't include the shipping but we have sold there, there's been thousands and thousands of orders and our handling costs with our third-party logistics company are real and so just because you made money over your cost of goods sold doesn't mean that you actually made money by the time you pay all of your expenses also i have literally no idea how much this shipping promo is going to cost the last time we did a shipping promo like this we were maybe one thirtieth the size because we've had a lot of issues the, the idea is that we would do shipping promos regularly so we wanted to make about 10 points on shipping and then once every 10 units of time period run a shipping promo so that we kind of ran it flat um, but we're able to use it as a promotional mechanism. Well, the problem is that we haven't been able to make money on shipping because um, it's just been chaos globally, logistics, right? Like it's been ridiculous. So we haven't made money on shipping. We've been running it flat, but not doing promos. And so the last time we did this, we it was ages ago and we were way smaller. I have no idea what the impact of this will be, but I see at least four orders from Alaska in the last short period of time, um, a bunch of fin Finnish orders, a bunch in Norway, just like the, the, the Nordics there. I have no idea where the f these are. See these two dots in the middle of the Pacific Ocean? That's sick. There's some small islands. Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea how much it costs to send anything there. Probably like, a lot. We could try to extrapolate how much money we're losing on the shipping based on you know, how much you, a typical shipping cost is. But there's a lot of people ordering that never order from us because the shipping you, cost is too high. There's a ton of people that would have never under any circumstance ordered because the shipping cost is going to be multiple times the cost of the item. Yeah. That's going to be sick. Yeah. As long as I don't see anything pop up in Antarctica, it's probably okay. <laughs> we have of, fans from Antarctica that might have a lot happen. of South America and there is shipping there technically Oof. that'll be good order now uh, will you guys ever do internal combustion engine or hybrid cars on short circuit or other channels yes in fact we're going to do the Toyota Corolla Gazoo Racing Edition very soon I'm like super stoked hi wan.dll thanks for making my office internship bearable Question for all three of you. What would you say has been your highest high and lowest low since working at LMG? It's hard to pick a highest high because there's been so many. Like, there's been so many amazing moments, whether it's seeing, you know, facilities or meeting people that we would just never have access to or, uh, you know, those, those we made it moments, right? Like when we moved into the office or like um, lowest low. I mean, the lowest low was probably right before it started. Um, you know, when we didn't think we were going to get the channel, when we didn't think we were even going to get a shot, right? That was pretty tough. Um, there's been some lows, you know, when we felt like YouTube was working against us, like when they, um, when they announced that they were going to limit creators' ability to make money independent of, of AdSense. Um, but none of it's all kind of, none of it's all, none of it's been that bad. And these days I feel like I've weathered so many storms that uh, things don't phase me the way that they used to. I mean, I'll still freak out if viewership's going down because 
the audience is fickle, right? You, and you've got you to gotta compete. you got to fight. Otherwise, you'll, someone else will eat your lunch, right? But other than that, you know, I, I feel like we're the team is experienced enough that we can we can weather these storms together now, which helps a lot. Hey, LLD, I love the concept of a gaming minivan. What are you guys going to test with it? It would be cool to see live stream on the main uh, on the rig while on the road. So we have the commercial use it anywhere Starlink. But it's not going to be in this video because we couldn't find a practical way to mount it without interfering with the solar panels that are taking up the whole roof. Um, so you won't see any kind of like live streaming on the go. But I guess nothing would actually prevent that. But I don't think I would ever do that. If that all kind of shines and sparkles with y'all. Hi, DLL. Just a heads up, the login code entry for LTTstore.com doesn't scrub white space. Any update on the hat previously shown that's, on... I'm pretty sure that's on Shopify, isn't it? Uh, any update on the hat previously shown on WAN Show? Been no. looking forward to it. Um, we are still working on it, but these things are slow. You know, sampling, shipping, it all just takes time. Hey, DLL. This question is for Luke. I've been interested in cybersecurity for some time and was curious if there was somewhere to send in any security concerns or bugs on the Floatplane app being yeah. pen yeah, tested. Uh, support at floatplane.com. Hey, LL and D, stemming from an earlier topic, would consumer feedback polling be useful or already done by Linus Media Group? I mean, we do it during WAN, but I do feel like we could do more to talk to our audience. I mean, that's one of the things that our community manager has been tasked with figuring out over the next little while. The forum is used for that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But yes, I, yeah, for sure. The answer is, yeah, we want, we want open communication, but we also do an okay job of it. Yeah. It could be better, but we, we, do, we do listen to you guys. Hi, guys. Longtime fan here. Been watching since around Linux challenge days. As an OG, I'm here to ask the real questions. What's your favorite fruit? Oh, I'm personally, uh, I'm personally partial to oranges. P.S. Hi, Mo. Favorite fruit. Favorite fruit. I really like lots of fruit. It's a little bit of a tough one. Grapes. I was green grapes, the like ridiculously you, big crunchy ones that they have at TNT. Have you had musket grapes? Muscat? Musket? Muscat? I don't know. They're really flavorful. I, I'm not necessarily that into the flavorful. I'm a texture guy. Grapes have just unparalleled texture. It's amazing. They have, they the have these ones, they have these ones that sound like you're, like you're crunching a chicken bone at TNT. Like, oh, yeah, the, like yeah, when you bite yeah, into them, they yeah. like, those crack. are so good. They are so good. Incredible. The whole range of will, grape textures. I will is sit and eat a whole pack of them in one sitting. Oh, dude, I can demolish grapes. Yep. Yeah, grapes are really good. Frozen grapes. Hey, DLL Linus, I know you have mentioned issues with sleeping in the past. What actions have you taken lately to remedy any medication? Curious about your insomnia these days. Um. I'm never consistent about anything because I just get distracted. Um, 
I'll pop a sleeping pill sometimes if I know I'm my brain's too busy and I'm definitely not going to be able to fall asleep. I know there's a whole bunch of other things out there to try. I tried like CBD sleep gummies at some point. I couldn't tell if it was helping or really? placebo effect. Um, I don't know, man. I just have to get tired and eventually I'll fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I do do pretty consistently is sleep with noise canceling earphones in. And then I, I put on reruns of shows that I've like seen 10 times and I've not seen most of the time, just listened to. Um, like I'll, I'll watch an episode of Bob's Burgers and I'll be like, oh, that's a really funny visual gag that I've never seen, even though I've heard this episode like 10 times. Cause I'll just like put it on and it'll just mm -hmm. go through. I'll listen to, you know, three, five a night sometimes waiting to fall asleep. So I have a weird one, um, where back at, man, what would it have been? CES, like I'm guessing 2014, maybe 2013, but I don't think so. I think 2014 or at the absolute hard latest 2015. Back when we were still like basically all staying in the same room, uh, I was having a really hard time falling asleep and there was like three hours until we had to wake up um, and the lights were on and there was noise happening and stuff because like Edsel was still editing something nice. and like everything's going crazy. Um, but I remember even you saying like you should try to get some sleep even though the room's like chaotic and whatnot. So I laid down and was trying to like cover my eyes and stuff and I couldn't fall asleep. So I put headphones on and I put on Lucy Rose, just a musical artist, really like her music. But I specifically only ever listen to her music now when I want to fall asleep because I've like conditioned myself to if I'm hearing Lucy Rose, Rose music, I fall asleep. So anytime I'm like, I'm on a plane or I'm in like some situation where it's difficult to fall asleep, I'll just put that on and I conk out. Any music will keep me up. Really? Like, like, yeah. I, like I'll get, I'll get. I feel like probably anything else would. I'll get jacked up listening to Enya. Like I just. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Any amount of like stimulation. Yeah. I tried brain. to convince myself that music was good to help me sleep back when I was in high school. So I'd like put on music and be like, yeah, I'm putting on relaxing music. And I'd be like, just. <laughs> it doesn't help at all it hinders 100 yeah. percent. yeah hey team how do you stay excited about tech when it seems like an endless grind of no this is better no this is better oh my goodness i bought one thing and thing just two came out i don't know i, I don't have to make myself excited about that it just it just is that's the thing about tech is there's always something new and that's that's great for my short attention span <laughs> Question for Linus. Have you ever considered hiring an analyst to try and find trends in the YouTube algorithm? For example, when shorts were crazy incentivized. Would this be a slippery slope creativity-wise? Um, yeah, we've definitely considered it, but it's never really worked out. The thing is, you know, most algorithm whisperers um, are not really much more qualified than than us and when it comes to people who are like really into the science of it you know i feel like enough of them publish their findings that we don't really need to have someone on staff with that said i think that you know a data scientist who is you know really dedicated to finding and and surfacing trends on youtube would be really useful it's just something that because so much of what drives our content is what we're interested in talking about, 
Um, it's not something that we felt like we've needed. I think if we participated in more of a trendy space, like, you know, comedy or challenges or something like that, it would be very useful to make sure that we're always on top of it. But I feel like a, a lot of those creators can rely on their audiences to help crowdsource for them at a certain point too. And they don't even need it either. So, um, like I know that that's a role at a lot of new media companies, but it's just not something that we've ever seriously tried to tackle. Hi, DLL. In a world where fake reviews or satisfaction are being paid or cherry-picked for an ongoing basis, what is a solution to get credible, independent reviews that can be trusted? I don't know. That's why we're building the lab, because I don't see another solution. It's not like I wanted to throw a bunch of money at it. Um, like, we could have just made money hand over fist doing our, you know, doing unboxings or, you know, sponsored videos or whatever. But um, I just don't really see another solution other than just, oh, my God, look at Europe now. <laughs> it's just like moving as more time zones wake up, yeah. I think. This is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. Um, yeah, I don't have a solution other than just make your own reviews. Thank you from Germany. You are talking about having production issues in the company. Are you thinking of hiring more management or organizing roles to Linus Media Group? I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah, not his job, actually. Sick, right? Ah, Sick. I love it. Sick. Hell yeah. Nice fart to you. Sorry. Good butt. Um, let's see. Next up here. Hey, guys, have you possibly considered hiring writers to review video games for your new channel, Game Linked? No. Nope. It's a news channel. Yep. Yep. Game reviews are a saturated, are a saturated space, and I have no interest in throwing my hat into that ring. Yep. Hi, DLL. I've been patiently waiting all evening for the show to start. No fear. Speaking of fear, how do the ladies feel about modeling underwear for a channel where men are in the majority? I know that Yvonne, I, I didn't talk to any of the other ladies about it. For us, modeling is just, it's voluntary. Yeah. People, if, if you're interested in doing it, hey, you, you do it. And that's super cool. Um, I know Yvonne, you know, is not the most outgoing person. So for her, it was, yeah, a little, a bit of a shy experience. But I think our team also makes it more fun. Um, like whether it's, I think Hoffman and Maria have done the bulk of the pictures that you'll see on the site and they, they do a good job of helping people feel at ease. So I, I don't know. I, that's all I can really say as, as not one of the, the subjects. Hey, DLL, I've been watching you guys since 2013. So been about a decade specifically for Luke. What is your opinion on ethical pen testing of float plane and should any issue be identified, how to contact? A, a bunch of people do it, even if I uh, didn't think it was cool. I do think it's cool, to be clear. But even if I didn't think it was cool, a bunch of people would do it anyways. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We appreciate it. We appreciate that people report the problems. We're not uh, big enough to be able to handle like a, a bug bounty system or anything like that. Um, but we do, yeah, we appreciate it. Some of the stuff we are already aware of um, and just might not, you know, might not be the maximum tier of priority at this time as there are lots of things to work on. Um, but yeah, 
Thank you. My dad and I were the guys who were watching you filming the uh, gaming van video. Oh, sup? Uh, we flew in from Switzerland. Big fan. Oh, cool. I hope you enjoy your stay in BC. Sorry, we were, as as you noticed, many hours late for WAN show, so it's not like we could take any time. And to be clear, if people show up at the office, uh, you will not meet anyone. That is not the time. If you want to yeah. meet people, go to LTX. Luke, have you ever had an interaction with anyone that you wish you didn't? Yes. I am certain that at some point in my life I have had an interaction with someone that I wish I did not. Um... Uh, regarding fans, which I th I think I'm assuming this is what they're talking about. Not really. I don't think so. No, it's been pretty okay. Everyone's our, been pretty chill. Our community's pretty good overall. Yeah. Awkward. Yeah, but I don't mind that. But good. That man, if you if that bothers you, and you're into tech and computers and stuff, you're probably in the wrong space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you should go get into get like a cool it. a cool space like music yeah, or something cool bro space yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's just it's i don't know uh yeah doesn't bother me everyone's pretty cool um yeah yeah hey guys i watch every week your pj pants are my absolute favorite any chance of pj shorts made with the same materials now that summer is coming up damn it i replied to that one um i think we have a women's pj short set coming but i don't think we have anything for the guys right now first time ever catching live from europe and thanks for the shipping question for luke how do you make sure developers keep growing and having a challenge day to day oh they will have a challenge <laughs> luke don't have to do nothing <laughs> that is um uh, that is not a concern um yeah it's uh we work on a lot of very difficult things um and we're, we're working on kind of fixing this. There's job postings for two front-end developers right now, but we have traditionally been pretty low-staffed in the developer department. Um, so there has been immense amount of work and immense amount of challenge, um, and that has, that has not been a problem. Uh, and the vast majority of people that have joined the team have risen to the challenge and developed very substantially over time, and I'm, I'm very proud of everyone on the team. Any way for the LTT store to show Canadian prices while shopping from Canada? No, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was about to say maybe, there you go. but I guess not. Maybe sometime, but it like we it's it's technically possible, but there's like some issues with it and weird thing. Just no, sorry. I'm sure as a Canadian, you are very used to doing currency conversions, so we will just be another one of those. Is there ever going to be an LTX in Europe? No. I, I, I should have clarified. Yes, it is entirely possible. We're not doing it, though, because of various issues. There we go. Don't forget to sign your replies. Um, hey, Linus and crew, I am just found out I'm having twins. Has Woo! there been wow. any new baby, toddler, or kid tech that has released or been announced that has gotten your interest? Nope. It's so great. Now that I don't have babies, I don't care anymore. It's like your whole world is like stuff to do with my baby or for my baby or to my baby. And then and then your baby becomes a little mini human and actually is interesting and fun. And then you go, wow, 
this is so much better. <laughs> and then you never think about it again. It's great. I, can you tell I'm one of those people that's not nostalgic for the baby um, phase? <laughs> not even a little. What tech products would you recommend for a... Oh, here we go again. Newborn. Uh, yeah. Bouncy chair or Bluetooth crib? Um, tech products? None. They aren't going to remember any of that. They will remember literally nothing. The only things that you should do other than feed, interact with, and, you know, change their diaper or whatever is whatever makes you happy. Like, they, they don't know any of that stuff. They're, they're not going to remember, like, you know, some tech, like, what? Thank you for the uh, more expensive Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they're Father. babies. They don't know nothing. Hi, from Down Under. Uh, been wanting to order for a while, but shipping is very expensive, so thank you. Trust me, I know. Have you ever considered what the montage is going to look like at your retirement party? Um, Just bring up the LTT 24-7 stream. I actually think my death montage would be better. I'd want it to be, like, the best. It would have ad breaks. <laughs> we know D-Brand! <laughs> Um, man, I kind of feel like I'd want to retire kind of quiet. Like if I'm retiring, it's because I'm done. I don't think you would. Retire? I think you're wrong, actually. No, uh, I mean, I find that to be a bit of a stretch. I suspect if you retired, you would retire into doing something else. Well, um, there's two potential outcomes. Either I retire because I'm still at the top of my game and I want to go out on a high note. Or I retire because I'm like done. Yeah. And in either case, I kind of feel like I would, I'd want to be like, see you later and yeah. not make a big show of it no. or no one would care and I would just fade away. Nope. Right. I think you're wrong about the second one. I think people would care because even if, even if say channel performance was just like in the pits or whatever, if Linus Tech Tips loses its Linus person. Even if you're getting a thousand views of video at that time, the video of you being like, I'm done, bros, would explode. Mm. We've seen it happen other times with other creators. Yeah, I guess that's fair. The goodbye video would be huge. And your brain is going to be like, I could release a banger and would probably do it. <laughs> I bet you that's what would happen. <laughs> Mm -hmm. D brand would give it a fat sponsorship, have one big paycheck on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. Now that Intel has joined the GPU market, could NVIDIA join the consumer CPU market? Greetings from France. Um sort of. But sort there's of. a lot of Yeah, like they're definitely working on ARM CPU designs. I mean, in a way, they are in the consumer CPU market. Do you own a Nintendo Switch? Congratulations, you have an NVIDIA CPU. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like desktop PCs, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. I, I, there's plenty of room for me to be wrong. I mean, I also didn't see Apple's Rosetta 2 being as amazing as it is. Engineers are a lot smarter than me, which is great. Um, but I just, I, again, I, I just don't see it here. Hi, y'all. 
My Electrical Engineering 101 teacher started our first lesson with a test, even though no one knew any of the symbols. Do you have any especially bad or good memories of your past teachers? If that test isn't doesn't count towards your grade and it's a way to judge where people in the class are at, I could see it being valuable. But based on the way it's framed, I suspect it did count. So that sucks. Um, I have some... I don't want to dog on the bad teachers, and I honestly don't remember any of their names. Um, but I had three extremely influential teachers um, in in my life. My English teacher, my physics teacher, and my computers teacher. All, like, drastically shaped uh, what I became. So, I appreciate them all. Mr. Thompson, Mr. Traddle, uh and Mr. First, like big time, each, each one of them. I, I was like borderline failing English forever. Cause I'm a little dyslexic. I remember one of my teachers like wrote a letter home to my parents because I couldn't spell library in like grade three or something. I got held back and wasn't allowed to go to recess repeatedly because I couldn't spell school when I was in grade one. And I got so pissed off about that, that one time I worked my way out of the classroom by crawling through a window because I knew some kid had the word school written on his uniform. So I looked at it and memorized it and then ran back inside and wrote it down and then brought it to the teacher and was like, look, I did it. Um, I've always struggled with like spelling and punctuation and stuff. Um, and this teacher kind of like inspired me to write and care about writing anyways. And he did a thing in his class uh, where he capped the amount of marks you would lose for spelling and punctuation. And so, like, I would never get full marks because <laughs> I'd lose those, like, every time. But he would still grade the the creativity and the writing styles outside of that and stuff like that. And I really appreciated that he, like, gave me a chance. Um, and that actually inspired me to care more about fixing the other stuff. And as Linus knows, it's still bad. But... It got significantly better to the point where when I left his class, I was able to perform decently well in an AP English class, despite that class having unlimited marks loss for <clears throat> for uh, spelling and punctuation. So that was pretty cool. I like made it to not being a failure English-wise after that. Um, the physics teacher was just very inspiring to be curious and, and try things and uh find new ways of learning and approaching problems and stuff like that and then mr trattle was just extremely inspiring in a ton of ways i have a ton of fantastic stories about him my favorite one is that um i think he noticed there was a bunch of people in my grade and and a few people in the grade above us uh that were really inspired to get into computers and programming so he took a summer course at bcit for 3d game development and then turned that into a 3d game development course for our school which was like just what a wildly cool thing to do. He's a principal somewhere now, absolutely deserves the success. Um, amazing, fantastic teachers. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. ah, I got to shout out Mr. Horn, um, also English teacher. Definitely a game changer for me. I think I don't probably give enough credit to some of the ones I had when I was younger. Um, the biggest thing they gave me was probably patience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Miss Boeing, you know who you are. <laughs> um, I was a very inattentive child and a very frustrating 
uh, person to deal with. I was in the principal's office a lot. And not because they didn't try. Boy, did they ever try. <laughs> hey, Linus. Seeing that LMG has become one of the biggest tech media outlets, how interested are you in programming or web development? It's one of those things like, uh, it's like learning German. It's like, yeah, or the violin. That'd be cool. You're not going to do it. It's a lot You're not going to learn violin. It's a lot of work. It's actually work to learn the violin. It's not... It's like a job. Fun. Yeah. Like, it might be fun. Reward, rewarding, maybe, yes. is a better word than fun. But, like, um, I don't have time for another job right now. I have many jobs. Um, so it's just not realistic for me. It's cool, and I'm, like, interested in it. But it's like when uh, it's like when white people, you know, go to Italy, and all of a sudden they like they buy a stupid like book on learning Italian, or you're not going to learn Italian. <laughs> Just go to Italy, use Google Translate, and then come home, and don't learn Italian because you weren't going to anyway. Like, why do you tell yourself you're learning Italian? No, you're not. So that's kind of my take on all of that. Would you guys ever consider an automotive repair technology channel? As a technician, it's nearly impossible to find good reviews for diagnostic equipment for my industry the same way you guys do GPUs. Here's my response. Why don't you do it? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Why are you trying to learn that from me? Boom. Got him. Hi, guys. I've always been a fan for the last five years or so. I'm wow, you must be really dizzy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, it's too late for this garbage. Uh, why do you watch this dribble? I'm going to graduate college at the end of this year. I'd love to open my own computer repair shop someday. Anything I should keep in mind for the future? Yeah, running a computer repair shop is a very challenging business. And, and a dying business, I think. Yeah. I actually don't know if I would recommend it. Uh, hey, DLL, are Ryzen 7000 CPU pillows in the works? By the way, I love the sweatpants. No, the CPU pillows kind of slowed down, and I don't think you're going to see a ton more development of CPU pillows coming from us. Hey, team, was curious if the Game Linked channel would also be used for... Oh, we've already... Yeah, we talked about that one. It's uh, news, not reviews. Hello from Finland. Have you heard of KNX automation systems regarding your home? It's an open ecosystem, so no relying on one company for support, and it's widely used in Europe. Would recommend. Yeah, I have heard of it, but yeah, I think it's mostly in Europe, and they don't have a whole lot of support for, like, 120-volt stuff. I think that was the issue when I looked at it. The, the ecosystem wasn't super complete over here. Hey, DLL, I wondered if there's any chance you might need a physicist for labs at some time in the future. I'm studying physics and very much like and appreciate the mindset behind the lab's project. A physicist. I feel like telling someone you're a physicist is kind of like telling someone you're a gamer. You know? Right, but do you play Candy Crush? Do you play FPS? Do you like multiplayer? Do you like single player? It's like, what does that even mean? Like, physics is such... It's, physics is literally everything. What kind of physicist? Like, what do you specialize in? You know what I mean? Like, I, you can, I don't know, maybe, maybe I've got entirely the wrong impression here, but I feel like just because, like, it, like, if you specialize in, like, you know, the forces between 
quarks and gluons or whatever. Like, I, I, I don't know what I would even do with you. Um, you know, I, I, and, and, and yeah, okay, you're a physicist, so you could probably like figure out something else or whatever, but is that what you're interested in? Right? Like, and, and if you weren't already doing this, or like, if you weren't already doing this, then, you know, why do you want to do it now? Like, it's just, I, I don't know. I've, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Love your commitment to WAN, no matter the time. LDL, you mentioned a while ago the idea of making PC cases. Would you consider the whale land PC case that you could use for all land computers, plus also sell? We've been asked a lot of times why we don't make a case, and the reason is that I just don't know what we would contribute. There's already so much competition in the case market, and um, I don't really have any any brilliant ideas right now. Uh, with that said, we actually rolled out the first of the 1U LAN computers today, and it's pretty cool, but there's also some compromises that I think would make it not a, a mass market product. And if it's not mass market, I don't think it makes sense for us to develop it. But maybe, who knows, maybe it'll inspire someone else to make something kind of like that. And then you can just buy it from them. Hey, DLL, what part of your viewership is outside North America? I'm watching live from Germany right now and wonder what impact me and my friends here overseas have on your content decisions. None? Um, yeah, I don't mean that in like a disrespectful way. I just mean like tech is one of those things that I feel like it's kind of like someone, someone asking me, you know, oh, I'm a member of the, the gay community. You know, what impact does the gay community have on your content? I'd be like, none. Like there's not like it's a, like a gay iPhone stuff. and like a, you know, cishet you know iphone like it either is good for you know ring ring beep boop boop or it's not like i um my phone's not very good for ring ring sometimes it's very yeah annoying. um i i'm not sure i mean yeah like yeah you know germans cool <laughs> like <laughs> hey i'm glad you're enjoying the videos i'm happy you engineer a bunch of cool stuff yeah please keep doing that that'd be great Oh man, I feel like this clip could be taken out of context. It's here. definitely going to. <laughs> what, what do you want? It's like one in the morning. <laughs> uh, uh, good morning, LLD. Over the years of the WAN show, there's been blackouts and natural disasters, but the show goes on. What are some other events that nearly caused the cancellation of the show? I mean, there was that thing that happened just now. <laughs> Um, that, that was good. I'm not going to belly you for that one. An actually very large earthquake happened while uh, the entire company minus Yvonne was at the very top of the tallest building in Taiwan. That was pretty sick. That would have ended the show. <laughs> Are you telling me that I might have to like earthquake proof the set here? No. Okay. No, if there's an earthquake happening, we'll be fine. We'll still stay connected for sure. If the big one happens, then it's just irrelevant. So... I mean, yeah, you could always uh, back up elsewhere. Um, let's see, I'm out of curated and potential. That's me trying to stall for time here. Yeah, we're digging through incoming right now. Yeah, thanks for your help, guys. Um, 
I feel like I'm making no progress. Yeah. Is this what it's like to be Dan? Uh, yeah, it's normally the number goes up. Uh, for four hours straight. Uh, yeah, today was bad. Um, I wasn't able to cut through them as fast as normal. Let's see. I'm just gonna scroll and then read one. Uh, lots of questions about the EU warehouse. I don't think EU warehouse is going to happen. Oh, people keep asking We this. have talked okay, about Okay, guys, before. yes. I know that your shipping costs will be lower. I get it. But our overhead will be higher. So the price of the product, not the shipping, the actual price, like our operational costs will go up. So you think you're saving money. But actually, you're not unless we reach a certain scale where we can absorb those operational costs. Now, I know there are plenty of smaller companies that do offer worldwide shipping and they have EU whatever and Australia whatever. How many SKUs do they have? Even though we're a small to medium-sized business, we have like hundreds and hundreds of SKUs. And the reason for that is that you people are all different sizes and shapes. There's nothing I can do about this, but we have like 30 SKUs of cargo shorts, something stupid like that. And so having all of those in stock, having our stock split like that is going to have a huge operational cost to us as well. Because if we have 200 units of, you know, extra small cargo shorts in America, where nobody buys extra small cargo shorts, compared to Europe, where we have oh. a whole bunch of triple XL cargo shorts, and then we have to ship those and stock balance or we have to like order extras we have to absorb that operational cost somewhere there's going to be inefficiencies that come from having multiple shipping warehouses i'm not saying any of these things are insurmountable i'm just saying these things are not as simple as a lot of people seem to think they are like when i've talked about the tax implications of having multiple physical entities i see a lot of people speculating that i'm some kind of tax avoider or something like that it's nothing to do with that it has to do with the with the overhead of dealing with the just the reporting even from operating in all these different jurisdictions right like it's being a, a a multinational company there's a reason that they call you a multinational and that that has this connotation of being an enormous company because it's super complicated and it's super expensive so someday maybe today no Hi, DLL. Greetings from Germany. Been a fan since the fire truck days. I, I don't even know what that is. Uh, yeah. I am curious what kind of data uh, data analysis tools the labs use. I don't even know. Lots, I assume. Dep yeah, it depends on what you're talking about. What a great question for Gary. Maybe we should bring him on Wan Show sometime. That could be kind of fun. Mm. Love your content. What do you think is the reason why badminton isn't as big money-wise as tennis? Um, wow, that's a really good question. For what a popular sport it is globally, there is shockingly little money in badminton. Like, you'll win a major tournament and you make like you a few tens of thousands of dollars or something. Each one is popular in. That your average wealth is significantly higher yeah, than the I ones see that, that tennis is popular in. 
Yeah, just more money to go into, you know, just buying crap. Tennis also happens to be, for whatever reason, particularly possible with very wealthy people. Possible? Or popular. Sorry, it's very Yeah, sure. Like it's one of those like golf. It requires a very large court. It's sort of like polo. Yeah, then, but like a funny one is like... uh, Yeah, Yeah, like what? You have to have a lot of money to play polo. Horses and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is a like there, there's like like rich people sports. Like polo. Yeah. F1. And I think tennis is like sort of there. Not quite, but it is very popular. You see like, oh, like extremely well, expensive mansion and they have a tennis court. Okay, motorsports make sense though because a lot of it is just is R&D car. into eventual consumer vehicles, right? Like and... <laughs> Yeah, badminton. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like there's definitely things that they could do to make the sport more watchable. I think I've talked to you before about how I feel like the default camera angle that they use really undersells the speed of the game. Yeah. I I no offense to the commentators. You seem like wonderful people, but they commentate like golf. Oh, marvelous play. Yep. Yeah, it's super boring to watch. Yeah, it's kind of get some really... hype. Yeah, they should they should watch some like uh like Rocket League or like soccer announcers yeah soccer announcers are crazy i also i i think that the the scoring system is really um they've allowed it to be influenced too much by player preference and not enough by audience preference so it's uh it's best two out of three sets or two out of three games in a match and it's to 21 points per game and uh every rally counts for a point But what's so entertaining about tennis for the spectators is that you can have a match that goes on for four hours because um, you can only score when you're serving and the defender can stymie your attempts to score, right? Whereas in badminton, somebody scores on every single rally, which rewards aggression, aggression, aggression all the time. It doesn't reward a more patient defensive style and it also doesn't allow for much back and forth once someone's up 10 to 5 that that game is probably over and there are exceptions but it's far less normal um whereas you know i think that they would be better served by a best three out of five to 11 but with a service point system or something like that so there is a lot more potential for upsets and a lot more reason to keep your eyes glued to the screen um, I don't know. It has some of the same problems as tennis, where the dominant players are going to win. Um, but I think something that badminton struggles with, particularly in the Western world, is that those dominant players are um, not as uh, big personalities in many cases and often don't speak English. So like, like him, like trash him or, talking and drama and stuff like that. Like him or hate him. Novak, Novak Jokovic or Jokovic or whatever is is uh, a personality. Well, look, look at stuff like the UFC. It's the the personalities matter so much. Yeah. It's one of the reasons esports is just struggles has struggles because the personalities that are electric end up on Twitch. <laughs> they don't end up actually competing because it's way less profitable if you actually have yeah. if you're watchable, right? Yeah. Several moons ago, Linus mentioned on the WAN show that he did not like mid-roll commercials. If that is so, why is it uh, that the main LTT channel is the only one that does not use them? 
um, because the main LTT channel is the one that I maintain the most influence over. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you answered your own question. <laughs> Easy. Uh, any interest in self-hosting applications, something like Nextcloud that can be Google Drive and Docs replacement? Oops, sorry. Hold that thought. I just accidentally clicked show on something about replacing M50X ear cups. You were looking for options and my brain was tired. Uh, we did a sponsor spot recently for, oh man, I don't even remember, remember what their name was, but a lot of really great audience feedback on that. It was from the last Handy Tech video. So uh, go check out them. What Do they do it for other headphones? Yeah, they do it for lots of different headphones. Okay, I need to look into it. My, I, I need replacements. Yeah, Wicked Cushions. That's the one. Thank you, Twitch Wicked Chat, Cushions. for being helpful for once. Oh, yeah, I might need to do that as well. Uh, let's see. Okay, sorry, you can hit me with that merch message again. I just, I had accidentally archived that oh, one. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I have, no, I have no idea. Okay, well, my apologies. I screwed that up for them. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for more. Um, yeah, you just got to dig through at this point. There isn't. Oh, uh, okay. Here's one for me. Uh, I'm a corporate audio technician. Dan, what is the purpose of what looks like an XY stereo microphone sitting on top of Linus's uh, RE20? Uh, no, that is me being lazy as all hell. Uh, Linus destroyed his mic arm the other week, um, and I whipped that one together. It's it's literally just a small rig arm uh, that I should fix. There he's, you go. Tr he's trying to do it again. No, no, no I was just trying to show the I'm people. Kidding, he's, kidding. He's... Um, let's see. Thanks for the free Australian shipping kangaroo. Come on, we got eight left. You guys pick one. All right. Hi, DLLs. Thank you from Chechia. What jobs would you say are the best match for a YouTube content creator when the YouTube thing doesn't work out? I... I have no idea what I would do. Linus is not the person to ask that question. Something um, is like, is a streamer like not, is that unfair? Yeah, I think that's a cop out. Yeah. I Edit cop for out other out. YouTube sales. channels. Sales. If you've got a personality sales that. marketing. Yeah, that, that translates to, to, you know, interacting with lots of people and them enjoying it, then, you know, sales is a good place to be there. Yeah, I came up with one. Nice. Linus, you got any more joggers or hoodies in the works? Yes, we have really cool sport pants coming that I think look awesome. Um, as for hoodies, yeah, almost certainly. I think we have a blank zip-up coming or a blank not zip-up. I don't know. There's, some, there's definitely more hoodies coming, though. Hey, DLL, how do you feel about the shift in the software space from shipping fully featured to pushing something out earlier than it's ready and polishing it with patches? We feel bad. It's a word that's more than bad. Terrible. Terrible. Ungoodly. But. <laughs> but what? It's ass. It's butt ass. <laughs> What's one piece or type of new tech that just baffles you and makes you feel old like how the government's unscormed? Uh, TikTok. <laughs> I just don't get it. Sorry, I just don't care. No, no, not TikTok. Like, like filters and stuff that you can put on your face. Oh yeah, me too. Like, I just, oh my god. Yeah. I don't care. Oh my god. Yeah. 
Hi everyone, I work in IT, but also do a lot of streaming events. Oh, and anything that takes longer. Like, sending and receiving, like, voice memos. Oh yeah. F*** that. Any, anything that it makes, that is faster for you and takes longer for your recipient is you just being an asshole. Sorry. You take the time. I always tell my kids this. The onus is on the communicator to be understood and to be as little work as possible for other people to interact with. Otherwise, people aren't going to talk to you. So I have this conversation with them when they mumble, for example. Like, look, you got to watch people's body language. If you start talking and people go like this and then like this and walk away, that means you're too much work to listen to. And if people don't listen to you, then you're never going to get anywhere. It's that simple. So you need to pay attention. If someone is having a hard time understanding you, speak the f*** up. Now. Be understood. And if you're understood and your ideas suck, well then, hey, you've got other work to do, but at least you got step one. Um, so yeah, people who are like, I'm going to save 14 seconds by doing this so that it's really inconvenient for you to hear what I have to say. Honestly, I just ignore them most of the time, even from people that I correspond with regularly, so people don't bother sending them to me. Yeah, sorry. I Pet never me. get them, and I, I hate them, so that makes me happy. Yeah. Hi, DLL. Been enjoying The Late Show as someone who gets off work very late on the West Coast. Haven't heard about it in ages, but is a comforter still in the works? Yeah, we still have a bunch of alpaca wool to deal with, so I hope so at some point. <laughs> okay, I tried to reply to this one from Christopher, like twice, I think. Um, here, I'm just going to show it. This one. Um, Why? You probably don't need any more... Oh, right. You probably don't need any more lanes... <laughs> than what our consumer platform has because none of those devices will pull full bandwidth all the time anyway, so you're probably fine. <laughs> we, we I want to so, go home now. You just ruined it. We were so close. <laughs> we're going home. I no, think we uh, have to play bubble hockey. Oh, my God. You I, promised. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't promise. Yeah, you said we'd play at least one round. All right, fair enough. When was that? I don't know. I'm I sure believe it you, to be honest. <laughs> I'm probably lying, to be honest. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it was so long ago. Um, All right. Want to hear something crazy? <sighs> what? We've done a hundred grand in sales today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know how many of those? The merch messages dashboard is more than that. So yeah. Do you want to know how many of those are to like? Timbuktu ass <laughs> places. Probably pretty much all of it. Shipped for free. <laughs> A solid like three quarters of them. You know what's actually like kind of exciting? Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about how like, oh, we should make it so that each message shows up for a fixed period of time on the outro, whatever. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my yeah, God. We got, we got a sign task to do, dog. We haven't done that yet. This is gonna be a wild ride. We're gonna oh. watch like, oh my well, god, four hundred. There's four hundred and ninety messages in the queue right now. <laughs> that's gonna go by. Wait, no, no, that can't be right. <laughs> oh my god, I think that's right. I'm pretty sure there's no. 400 that's got to be like doubled. I don't think so. Do you want me to set timing to zero? Hold on. Hold Do you want on. Me to just send it. No, no. Let no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me find. Let me find one that I replied to, and I'll see how long ago. <gasps> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was ages ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like an hour ago. Oh, yeah, because we've basically done about 300 together in the last hour. Because I was at, like, I had 200 in my queue uh, at, like, hour three because I couldn't functionally do it. So we've just basically slammed around 400 merch messages. And the, the merch message timing is set to zero currently. So it's it's just does the it's next just one. giving them yeah. as fast as it can. Uh, I'm going to so I'm going to hit the button. It's going to be like a laser beam. <laughs> OK, why did we even bother to reply to them if they're going to go by so fast that no one can even read the answers? I mean, maybe I just kind of wanted to show it frame over. by frame. OK, it. here's one that I did. I did that at least an hour ago. Yeah, Let's see. About so an hour I think behind. my reply is something like uh, no, not much prepping. Yep. There we have is. 486 to go. Um, Do you want to just keep sitting here? I get overtime. This is fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Dan's got a lot of overtime today. I'm uh, into double it. time. Oh, my God. Oh, sick. So so I'm, like, getting boned at both ends then, basically. I'm free if that helps. Yeah. yeah. I want to play bubble hockey, though. I don't want to sit here. Yeah. i got to post tech linked. Uh Oh, Conrad says, I'm so excited. People can pause to see the answers. I'm wondering if it's actually going to be so fast that they can't. I think it might be. Yeah. I'm only at 30 frames a second. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be like enough Like at 30 frames. FPS, it might actually go too fast. I'm excited. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. We, oh, oh, hold on. We got more merch messages. No, no. We're not acknowledging those. They missed the boat and merch messages are over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's done. Oh my God! We sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of mystery sweats. Oh, at what cost? Uh, <laughs> Carol from what Poland. What did it cost? Everything, whatever the quote is. It's, I'm tired. Uh, you're a four thousand four thousandth item today. Four thousandth item. This yeah, is stupid. There's been over four thousand items gone through merch messages today. Oops. This is like just so you guys know, this is not normal. <laughs> um, I'm no. glad it's not normal. The reason we're talking about this is not because we sell a hundred grand worth of merch during every WAN show. It's because that is not what happens. I, I, I mean, yeah. The, there's also other ways to word it, right? Like we sold a hundred grand worth of merch. Uh, Linus almost certainly lost money on this, though. Sick. Yeah, because of all the shipping. Like, oh yeah. Uh, so much of this was sent to people in places where the shipping is potentially more expensive than the products that they bought. And the shipping's free. And a lot of those products, the were products on mega sale. Cost money. And we're on a mega sale. So like there's just Yeah. Hey, enjoy your stuff. Hey, at least like leave a review on the site, you know? Yeah. Talk about how much you love it or whatever. Yeah. That would help a little. Yep. At least we sold a lot of screwdrivers. Not four thousand orders, four thousand items. Yeah, yeah. Someone in chat said four thousand orders. It's not four thousand. And that's the only people that uh gave a merch message right some people don't do that or is that required no those lots of people don't lots of people order during the show and don't leave a merch message um shout out everyone who listened and was like you know what i'll pick up a screwdriver or a backpack i think we blew through as many backpacks um wait is this right did we sell 87 backpacks today today like in the last hour and a half that can't be right maybe 
It's a big box, by the way. Holy crap. We moved 87 backpacks in the last hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. So shout out people who bought, you know, not on sale items. Thank you. Um, that takes some of the sting out of it. <laughs> Again, it's a big box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. That box to like South Africa or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Can... Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Cool. Um, all right. You know what? I think it's time to go now. Did you did you make it so that like they have to order a certain amount to get free shipping? Uh, 150. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we have so many items on Mega Stupid Sale right now. Right. That, that we have no all... hope whatsoever of recouping it if they just like load up on mystery sweatpants and mystery hoodies and stuff. Hey. Liquidity. Yeah. See you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Okay, let's see this. Good. <laughs> hey, some people can read. There are some that are readable. Are they all readable? No, but some, <laughs> but some of those are readable. <laughs> 